What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans, where our special day and our big feast on the menu is our gorditas. And we're going to explore our gorditas a little bit later. But anyway... Welcome back to the show. This is the evening service. I appreciate y'all for being here. Today's topic, we're going to talk about women are begging to be approached. Is it time for y'all ninjas to dust off your riz and your game and start cold approaching these hoes out here? You play your ass Mac ninjas. Is it time to get your game on? Is it time to get your riz on? We're going to talk about rizzing and gaming. For the people out here, you antisocial future school shooters or something like that they want to say that you guys are going to do it we're going to talk about that spinning plates all these techniques in a bag of chip ahoy chips ahoy and then i'm going to have you make your own decision on how to run that game out here and get your mac on it's time to get your mac on because these hoes out here thirsty for attention they want y'all and just to start approaching cold approaching the hoe all right there were black guys there and they didn't cold approach all right we're going to talk about that and see if you need to get your Riz game up. We're going to see what the Riz game is talking about. In fact, if you want to see one of the previews or one of the videos that we're going to talk about, explore here, uh, we got this flatback. Well, we call her a Millie Mouth Muskrat. She's going to tell y'all ninjas to start approaching beautiful women for the single guys. Take a look at this Millie Mouth. She very Millie in the mouth. All right, Terry, take a look at her right here. She says, I am hanging out with two of my cutest single girlfriends right now, and they are literally talking about if they literally. need to move to oh. meet boyfriends because oh. they never get approached. Oh. This is your sign to go out this weekend and start some conversations. Oh. Talk to women. You got this. You got I this, Ninja. You got What's this. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, uh, nigga? We missed it last weekend. We should have had y'all ready. You guys have... This is a dating coach, by the way. <laughs> dating coach. Dating by Blaine. Oh, Jimmy, just what are we doing, Ninja? <laughs> you guys buying this shit? You guys buying this? So, are you, it's your time, guys. Hurry up and start coming out and approaching us. Single, sexy women over 40. Over 35 for sure. <laughs> I'm hanging out with two of my cutest single girls. Look at the cutest. Is this Austin, Texas? This got to be Austin, Texas. Our cutest single girls. All right. Lots of flatbacks and lots of Botox, but that's neither here nor there. I'm hanging out right now and we're just waiting. Our cutest single girls. Oh, boy. You think I'm buying this shit? Did you? <laughs> Girlfriends right now. And they are literally talking about. Literally. You already know they lying when they say literally. And we're literally talking, yeah, 35 and up. These women are 35, single and sexy. Where's our Tommy Lauren? Tommy Lauren. And I'm literally, anytime a white girl says literally, she's lying. Just to let you know, Ninja. And that's the biggest game you could ever hit right here. And we're literally talking about, yeah. If they need to move to meet boyfriends. If we need to leave Austin, Texas, I guarantee you they're in Austin, Texas or Nash, Vegas. Because they never get approached. Never get approached. And she lied. She looked in the air. They never get approached. This is a, <laughs> we got to talk about these women here. Oh boy. If we need to move, we never get approached. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm just doing this for my dating coach. Uh, sign up here on the back of the classroom. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. Anyway, we got what? Straggle Sniggle Theater. We got, uh, do we got Doom and Gloom? No, we got Crime and Law CGA, kind of. And a single mother that says, you need to raise all of her kids. 
all of her kids if you're thinking about dating her. She's got the total package. The total package. Anyway, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, it's Coach Greg Adams TV. And PayPal is PayPal without me back slash Coach Greg Adams and that be pinned to the top of the live chat on the free and lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the new, notorious new, new, new world CGA order. channel. Something like that. All right. Who got deleted? I see somebody got deleted. Anyway, do me a favor. Hit that like button and we're going to get into it with the earlier contributors to today's show. How about we do that? King of Country says, thank you for your message and all you do. The go. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Touchdown. Mr. Albert says, I'm cold approaching this overtime at my job right now. Shout out to you getting that cold approach on. We had somebody jump in here right at the end of the show, and he made an interesting point, and we're going to follow up on an earlier conversation. Dame Digital says the migrant crisis. Gangs of New York, same story, and I pissed off a lot of people, pro-blacks. They mad at me. They irate. They're going to be making videos. Have you noticed, though? Have you noticed something? I'm going to bring this up later. Hopefully, I remember it, but uh, yeah. Shout out to our brother, Benjamin, says, Coach, I want a Latina. Mm, mm. He like a Latina. You like to have babies. Ninja, hey, man, it, how do you want your Latina? You just want to sleep with her or do you want to have a baby? And do you want to have a family with a Latina? Ninja, you just want to have an orgy? You just want to have an orgy. <laughs> All right, is that, is that what you want to do? You just want to have an orgy? No, you just go take, you go go down there. I mean, you can have you an orgy. You can go to Tijuana. You could go to Tijuana and go to a donkey show. Donkey show. There's a lot of underage, I cannot say, down in Tijuana, too. Just don't get arrested. Que pasa? All right, what do we got here? No government name says, I just posted a girl that doesn't mind approaching. Huh, it's a white girl at the party. <laughs> it's the white girl at the party you were looking for. I'm going to pull that up. You know what? Let me pull it up now uh, because, uh, yeah, that's so funny. Uh, this is what I was talking about earlier for you brothers that was watching the day show. I was talking about that white girl uh, that found a black guy. And she was the first black guy she ever found. And she was the first time she met a black guy in person. This is her right here. Here we go. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Take a look. Uh, take a look at the Millie Mouth Muskrat. She looked just like the previous lady that was the dating coach. Look at her. She, ha she happy. She's showing teeth. Niggas always got to show they And she with a whole, look at this ninja in the back. You can barely see this ninja, but his teeth. Niggas always got to show they teeth. Your first black man you ever meet in person. And, and it's this ninja, the mummy. All right. She said. No, 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 no. Get off. Oh, my goodness. She said, I've never made an N-word in my life. And take a look at the face back here. Look at the thin-lipped white girl in the back. She's mortified. <laughs> She's mortified. She caught God caught slipping. Look at her face in the back. She look her whole college career is is withdrawing in front of her. Look at this guy right here. Look at the look at the white boy. He knows somebody about to get bonked. <laughs> look at her face. Look at his lips across his face. This <laughs> he like. I'm about to take this L for this Millie Mouth ass woman who can't control her mouth. Look at the mortification of these white folks. All right, wherever they at. Look at that. Look at mouth wide open. Hey, I got something for you. I got something for you. One over here smiling. And she covering her face with them pink toes. All right. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> look at the dude and girl in the back. Like, who is 
This chick right here, drunk. Oh, the humanity. This ninja right here. <laughs> Look at his face. He like, I'm going to have to die for this bitch right here. Oh, I ain't dying for her. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? I know you didn't say, oh, look at your ninja right here. This ninja showing his teeth. He happy and he in white bitch heaven. <laughs> he like, I'm about to get killed over this Millie mouth. Oh, no, this is just. <laughs> yeah, white girls, when they do coca and they drink. Yeah, they, they they distance themselves. When they get coca and drink, they like, uh, yeah, you're going to have to get bent over and take it up to Duke shoot tonight. You're going to have to take that in the Duke shoot. <laughs> Either Captain Dow for show. Woo. That was a cold, cold world. Interesting video. That was, I wanted to show that video earlier today, but I didn't have it at hand. Thank you to our brother, no government name for pulling that up. I thought that was interesting. Uh, but that just goes to show you, we do live in a time where, White folks are around. They're not around black folks. They're not. I, and I, trust me, I know this. Don't don't ever try to convince me. I've been to all these areas in the back roads where you take highways. Like you take highways. You drive in. There's no interstate. <laughs> there's no interstate. You get off somewhere and you drive two hours in. If you ain't been to these places, I don't want to hear you talk about where ninjas are and where they aren't. And you driving through areas where if you drive through the winter, there could be a high probability of that road being closed 45 miles into your drive, meaning you have to turn back around. <laughs> Elevation is 6,000 plus feet. Plus, in June, it might be snowing. It might have snowed in June, like there, in places like this. Trust me, there's no ninjas out there, none. They see you, they see one ninja a year. <laughs> one lane in, one lane out. Uh, shout out to uh, Benjamin says, I want some he hoes. Wait, he hoes, coach. I'm a young old school. All right. Shout out to you. Yep, State College, Pennsylvania. Nothing but football players. I've been to a lot of towns like that. A lot of towns like that. Where it's you two hours outside the city and you're an hour and a half off the interstate. You driving in and this hump circles, humps, you going up elevation, you coming down elevation. And then you're there. 100%. He said, I just I described Idaho and Colorado and Wyoming. And I've been on a lot, all of those roads in Idaho, Colorado, and Wyoming. I've been to Colorado so much, it's ridiculous. And Wyoming. Y'all, trust me. I don't care what your Pew report says. There's no black people there. All right, anyway, uh, where are we at here? Let's get into the show. No. No. Sam says... Sam says, buying cooperation from women is a life-changing concept. Women are inherently uncooperative until you buy her cooperation. I prefer paying up front. All right, no riz, no game. They call you tricks. Uh, tricks pay up front. You got to use your charisma. We're going to break down where the game came from. We're going to break down where the game came from because a lot of people are like, Coach, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. All right, we're going to tell you what happened. Brown through and says, where all the real gorditas at? Shout out to the real gorditas. And shout out to old, is it Ole? Old, old Otis. Shout out to you, old Otis. 
And let's get into the gorditas real quick. And I showed you this one early, man. She right up my alley. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Not the King Kong. But Oh, my goodness. Not the King Kong Bundy splash. Hey, man, I need to wipe this girl up. But now I don't need to live with her. But this girl right here. Oh, two tons of fun. Shout out to her right here. That's a lot of belly deli. Girl sweating. She's sweating her hair back. And that gushy stuff going to be dripping. Oh, she aggressive with them big old soggy woggies over there. Look at her. She said, line up right here. Look out right now. Yo, she set me up. Okay, she doing jumping jacks. Watch the knees, baby. Watch the knees. Show me, baby. Show me. Oh, no, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, not the face sitting. You know, people pay for that type of activity. Oh, man. What does she got in there? Okay, don't be mad at me, Ninja. This is on YouTube, so I don't want Oh, actually, it's on Facebook. All right, take a look right here. Oh, my goodness, man. That's wifey right there. That's my Tuesday special right there. I'll take her. Looked up and down, said, mm, I'll take her. Indeed, Ninja. And uh, you know what I mean? The gorditas that are ready. You know what I mean? They get ready young already. Take a look at this, man. That's somebody's daughter. They out here fiending. Who Dominicana mommy is this? Hey, mommy, chill out. Your brother's going to see you. Look at this. Oh, this is a disgrace. Oh, the humanity. What? Who's Dominicana Chica is this? What's she going to do? Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. She's an underrated. This woman's a child. Oh, she looks like she wants a lollipop. Maybe she wants an ice cream cone. I don't know what she wants out here. She said, what you going to do for me, Poppy? Poppy, what you going to do right here? She says, right here, Poppy. Get him down. Oh, my goodness, Ninja. What is going on with these girls? They horny. They got the devil in them. They got the devil in them. Who daughter is that? That's somebody's daughter. Anyway, she's going to be a gordita later. Goodness, this is crazy. Got to watch it. Underage 21-year-old. She looks like she knew what she was doing. Maybe she wanted some Joe Biden ice cream. Maybe that's what she wanted. Let's get in a straggle and sniggle theater. Let's go. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride. All right, Strike with Sniggle Theater, man. She was working her magic, she was working her magic tonsils. She wanted something, she didn't seem so innocent. Hey, what's that ninja from the baseball team that was down in the Dominican getting in trouble? Was that his girl? <laughs> was that his girl? All right, her frontal lobe hasn't developed, but her back of her throat. All right, anyway. That's crazy. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's take you to a TV show. Uh, I think it's called The Big Bang Theory. We're going to play this clip, and maybe it's going to get uh, copywritten, but, hey, I don't care. Uh, it says right here, how many men has Penny dated? How many men has Penny dated? And uh, let's take you to it. If you don't know this show, it's a show about nerds, and I think the young blonde woman was a nerd, but she was somewhat supposed to be attractive i suppose i don't know the premise of the show completely but let's see what she says it's a few <laughs> what's <laughs> your characterization of approximately 171 different men is a few oh where did you get 171 men simple extrapolation in the three years that i've known you you were single for two during that time i saw 17 different suitors if we work backwards correcting for observation bias and postulate an initial dating age of 15. Whoa, wait, wait, wait i did not start dating at 15. i'm sorry 16. 14. 14. 
Uh, what do I tell you guys? Yeah, I mean, I know this is just a TV show, but you got to understand they start way earlier than most men. Most men, if not all. 14, of course. Yes. My mistake. Now, assuming the left side of a bell curve peaking around the present, that would bring the total up to 193 men. Oh. Plus or minus eight men. <laughs> Remarkable. Did you have sexual intercourse with all of these men? No. no although that number would be fairly easy oh. to calculate. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fairly easy to calculate. And I always give you the the incel calculator <laughs> with a square root. I say, at best, most women are fully capable of sleeping with seven men in a year. You know, uh, accounting for a, a few hoe phases. Because the they're going to have at least two hoe phases. So seven men a year. Some women only sleep with one. Most sleep with two or three. But it would be easy for them to easy get seven. I mean, that would be easy. And then you take 14 or 15, and then you go up, you account for a plus or minus slow years, relationships, marriages. Even marriages, they're going to sleep with one or two men a year. Even with marriages, they're going to sleep with one or two men a year. Um, and that's outside of their marriage. All right, most women, most women, we already know this. So if you take the number from age 14, 15, all the way up to 30, 32, 35, 38, 40, Ninja, you in the hundreds easily. And that's just, and that is just on a easy guess. Now, if you just tame it down and was like, oh, these girls are not all skeezers. And you just said, what about the good girls? And you gave them one or two per year. And you added in the fact that they got, they're 30. So they started at 15. You still in the damn, you still going to hit 50 easily. You going to still hit 30 to 50 and in relationships on girls trips. It's too easy. Now, if you take the biggest skis out here, some of the biggest skis that be out here, 10 men, 10 men, by the way, 10 men is easy to do. 10 men is not hard for a woman to get through. All right. That's just even her just being modest, just dating. We've actually showed you. Women that went on 40-plus dates in a year, you know they drop neck on at least 10. On at least 10. Then you go, what? 10 times 15 years times 10 years times 5 years. Stop. Stop. College. College. Somebody said it sounds like a bit much. Brothers, you don't even know, man. You guys don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) You strap a lading for slow periods and soft girl eras. Women can get sex very, it's the easiest thing they can do in this life. They can trans, they can, they can transact it. They can get out of a bind. They can get a little bit of rent money. They can do it for fun. They can get drunk and zooted. If you account for the amount of women that are on alcohol and drugs and you account the amount of mentally unstable women, I mean, it's the evidence is there. The evidence is there. It's crazy. And then talking about the men that she gave barbecued, she dropped it's that neck. Enough. Man, it's easy for women to get laid out here. It's the numbers up there. I mean, you take a very modest, average, above average male, he's definitely smashing 10 girls a year. An above average male can smash 10 girls a year. That's a male. That means he got to go get the punani, right? He can get 10 girls in a year. Okay, so that a woman can easily get it, but of course, not all women do it. It's super easy. It's super easy. Anyway, let's get to the next one here. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, this one, I'm going to have to turn the volume down. I'm going to turn the volume down, but uh, here we go right here. I'm going to play this video for you, and jokes on you, gentlemen, today. 
Take a look at this video. Uh, we got a Jiffy Pop Bonnet Queen's head here bobbing. And I can't play the music because she's not really saying anything. She's rapping some lyrics back and forth. So she's not really saying anything. But check this out. What does the caption say? And this is not a joke. When my mom keeps emailing me jobs because she don't know that there's old men funding my entire life. Wow. Trust me, guys. I know guys will be like, they lying, coach. If you're not on the dark side, they're not lying. And you're like, who's who's funding her? Just trust me. Trust me on this one. They're not lying. They're not lying. I know you think, well, she ugly. Nobody would. Trust me, gentlemen. Older men don't give a rat's. Is <laughs> why is is crazy, crazy, crazy. So the mother saying, "Why don't you go get a job?" And she like, "All I gotta do is meet daddy at eight thirty two times a week, and my my bills are covered, baby." <laughs> okay, daddy. My bills are covered. I don't have to go to no Baskin and Robbins. All right, some girls keep a job to cover for the fact that they out here doing it. They'll be a hostess at a restaurant, a barista. She said, my mom keeps emailing me jobs, but she don't know there's old men funding my entire life. Fixes Binds LLC is always open for business in these days and times. And shout out to Jen Zudit. We all going to jail in 20 years. <laughs> we all going to jail in 20 years, man. They going to give us the Vince McMahon treatment. Oh, man. It's wild, wild, wild. The wild, wild west. All right, what do we got here? This guy right here, he says, all hood ninjas. No, no, no. All hood rats, listen up. All hood rats, listen up. Women be wanting niggas to treat them like princesses, but y'all act like niggas, bro. In today's generation, in today's society, the average female is an 18-year-old nigga, bro. Y'all ass talk like a nigga. You move like a nigga. You walk like a nigga. Y'all live like niggas, bro. Y'all eat, drink, sleep, piss, go to the club, smoke hookah. You live like a pirate, real life, bro. All y'all do is crab broils, drink, and smoke. That's a pirate-based lifestyle. And then you be coming to the nigga talking about something. Why can't you treat me and 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 let me live in my femininity and let me let me be submissive. You don't want to be submissive, nigga. The moment a nigga try to goddamn be a nigga, bro, the female goddamn is like, you're doing too much. Da, 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 da. Hey, bro, I ain't finna get into that shit because it's a very controversial statement. But a lot of people can agree. Females be saying they want to be feminine and they be saying they want to live inside they uh they goddamn what's that shit called? They be wanting to live inside they um. I'm trying to think of what it's called. Soft. They soft girl era. Yeah, there you go. Y'all ain't no soft girls. Y'all niggas is thugs. Y'all females around this bitch talking about some Brody and oh. no cap. And oh. y'all be oh. out here calling niggas twin and some more shit, man. Today <laughs> a female called me twin, all that princess shit out the window, man. Use the bro on God. Oh, on God, ninja. Hey, femininity right there. And he don't got no sheets on the back of his bed there. You might want to put some sheets on your mattress, ninja. Your mattress don't match your box spring neither, ninja. Uh, but um, have you ever seen Anthony Spade? Shout out to Anthony Spade. <laughs> I've been watching his videos lately. He does these reactions, and he has this funny face. And he's, like, doing his funny face reaction. I love that. Shout out to Anthony Spade. Um, uh, by the way, he ain't lying for you hood ninjas right there. He is absolutely fantabulous with the, with the facts, um, especially type of women he dates, right? So as you can see right there, he is um he's definitely on the edge on the fringe. He's definitely dealing with straggles and strags and hood rats. 
and uh, Sasquanichas and all of these type of women out here, women that get face tattoos of they ninjas on, you know. And so the frustration is building up and he's talking about their masculine and then they want to be in their soft girl. This is the frustration of the young male. And, you know, the dating coaches are trying, the game guys, the Mac guys, the, the dating coaches, the cold approachers, they're trying to get these men to uh, do a couple of tactics and theories by paying $800 for a course to teach them how to overcome this, right? This is what they're doing right here. And I teach you doing it and I almost do it for free. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a different way I get paid for this. But yeah, he's frustrated with the masculine men out there or masculine women out here because he doesn't have much to leverage for the most part. And uh, there's where the frustration is because the women, again, like the guy said earlier, if there's no money right there opening these women up, these Gen Z women, then they make it harder for you to get into it, right? So now you got to work for them to get into their femininity. Sometimes femininity can be uh, worked through. Sometimes it can be flat out bought at this point. And that's where his frustration leans. But yeah, he, he's not lying about what he's talking about here. The hood, he wants the hood rats to listen, listen up. In my opinion, I don't mess with hood rats. Well, yeah. And you shouldn't feel no type of way when I treat you like the bro. The fuck, twin? twin. Come on now. How the fuck you acting like King James and you want me to treat women be wanting niggas to treat them like princesses, but y'all act like niggas, bro? Ah, uh, man. And trust that, trust that his lineup is fresh. His lineup is crisp. He definitely a Dominican ninja. He looked like a ninja... He looked like a light-skinned ninja, but he definitely a Dominican, all right? He Dominican. He got his eyebrows done. This ninja got a lineup. He fresh. But uh, anyway, all right. He in there. <laughs> Somebody said what? All right. Oh, Killer Mike did. Oh, Killer Mike put a light. Oh, Killer Mike did. Somebody said Killer Mike left the comment. Oh, Killer Mike. Where? Yo, why the hell Killer Mike coming? Killer Mike everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Killer Mike is everywhere. This nigga, this, well, this ninja going to jump up my cereal box like Paul Mooney said. Why is Killer Mike everywhere now? This is questionable behavior. Killer Mike all up in the damn video, all on the radio, all in jail, dancing. Shout out to Killer Mike here, but uh, yeah, he called these hoes pirates. In today's generation, in today's society, the average female is an 18-year-old nigga, bro. <laughs> He's, he's, when you're dealing with hood rats and skeezers, hey, he ain't lying. He said the average female is an 18-year-old ninja. Wow. He's right about that. Straggle and Cynical Theater. I didn't even hear this video, but I'm going to play it anyway. Street Talk. The streets are talking. It says right here, World Star Presents Street Talk, Episode 3, Raw and Uncut. And the question is, well, what's the question? Would you rather a loyal broke nigga or a rich nigga that cheats? I'm a boss bitch, so you ain't gonna cheat on me. If he's broke, I'm gonna just step him up, period. So he ain't gonna be broke no more, you know what I'm saying? Because now he's with me. So if you have money and you choose to cheat, then you can go with a girl that's beneath me. And then you'll see and you'll come back. And I won't want you at that I wouldn't be with a loyal broke nigga. You uh, can't be uh, th these are your Latinas that this ninja wanted earlier right here. These women have had a rough life, brothers. These women have had a rough life. Broke when you're with me. Because if you're with me, 
You were someone are these bartenders to do better and be better. So it's like you're not gonna be broke when you man that body that bodysuit holding all that gordita fat in. I'm telling you right now, that bodysuit holding all that together. If that bodysuit came out, that shit gonna be splat just like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. Titties gonna be everywhere, gut, all that. For me. So you're gonna hold it down with a rich nigga that cheats? The rich nigga, he's not gonna cheat. Oh, you don't cheat on me. Oh my look. <laughs> you don't cheat on me, boy. You look you didn't just want your Latinas, right? Now I got to cut you. She looked like a killer and a gorilla and Godzilla. <laughs> this definitely strags. She not gonna cheat on me. They call these girls bartenders. These are waitresses at a strip club. I'm a bartender. All right, these they, they call them bartenders. Look. All right, hold on. Let me finish the let me finish the clip. I love you, fucking again. Oh why, my why, goodness. Because we can build. If I if I chosen you, then that means we can build. That means I love you for who you are. So if you lure you and you don't got it right now, doesn't mean we can't build something. Oh my gosh. Put together. Bitch and cheating, that sounds like a good time, not a long time. So I'm gonna say a rich nigga that cheats. They call these girls bartenders. Bartenders get asked if they would date a man working a nine to five, and this is what they these are not bartenders. <laughs> these bartenders like that's just the reality of these are straggles because i don't want nobody broke i'm not broke we're gonna figure out a way to make would you rather oh my goodness <laughs> these are strags these are strippers and shout out to my shout out to my stripper strags y'all serve a purpose i ain't mad at y'all these aren't bartenders at all these girls take you to the champagne room and jerk you off for 500 bucks bartenders they not even bottle service girls but they're talking about oh my will bill with my nick these goodness it's tough out there for y'all huh straggle is nickel theater apparently uh playboy cardi is going viral i don't know how old this photo is but take a look at this what's this on his face what are we doing boy the the coca uh whatever he's going through he's going through a tough time this is how you come outside are you trying to disguise yourself is this a tattoo Playboy Cardi steps out, and is he wearing a leotard right now? Oh, humanity. I'm going to tell you. Is he wearing a leotard? And is his pat, you know what I mean? Uh, we going to talk about the assimilation of the Negro. And you ninjas out here, these dirty criminal. Oh, my God. This is what they talked about right here. What in the hell are you wearing? Is that a leotard? Is that a sheen see-through leotard with a vest? What are we doing? Is your pants hanging off your ass? Is that a G-string ass ninja? Oh my God! What in the world is going on? What's wrong with these new ninjas? Is this drugs? What are we doing? Is that a G-string? What the fuck is going on? Send it, ninja. Yeah. New, 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 new world order. I can't help y'all. <laughs> this what are we doing? Yeah. Playboy Cardi, allegedly. And this is why Gen Z. This why Gen Z doing what we doing. New, 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 new world order. Indeed. The community I've been done. Ring the bell on it, ninja. Ring the bell. It's done. I mean, I'm telling you, when you go back and watch that video I played about the black migrants from the 50s, it's going to all make sense because y'all don't know 
Y'all don't know nothing past 1992. You know nothing. I lived it. If you go back and trace it back, it's going to start making sense. Like, aha, it was the ninjas. <laughs> it was the ninjas the entire time. Chris Rock even said it. If you think about it, go back and trace it back. I love to teach, man. Wowzers. Black History Month. What are we doing here? Black History Month. This young woman is going to tease her mother on Black History Month right here. Black History Month honoring my mom. So goes Black History Month. I guess they've lost all importance of the month. Okay. Okay, guys. So last year, my mom did not like how I portrayed her for Black History Month. So this year is a little bit more accurate. We got the fupa. We got the back fat. And now I'm going to show you my mom right now. Oh, the humanity. Come here. She's imitating her mother with the fupa in the back fat. Up. Of course, we got Jiffy Pop, Pop Bonnet. Jiffy Pop Bonnet on her head. Is that what y'all wear all day at the house? Is that a bonnet or it looks like some sort of wave cap? I'm not sure. Uh oh. <laughs> oh nah, you got my stuff on. No, let's not play again, okay? Me and you. Nah, let's not play around. Damn. Not this year. Not, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> no. I said stop playing around. Not, it's more accurate than no, History Month. No. Nah. You don't have to be me every year. <laughs> Ma. No, nah, I'm not playing. <laughs> Last year we played. I'm not playing this year. Now, go ahead. Go find something else to do. Be your father or somebody else. But don't be me. I'm just like you. No. You better go. You better go. Yeah, man. Wow. I think she pulled it off. Mama wanted to beat the brakes off of her, but, you know, these kids will turn you in. And it would have had evidence. Mom was trying to figure out how to turn the recording off so she could hit her with that Ike Turner. Imitating your mama, embarrassing you like that. That's a disgrace. All right, do me a favor. Hit the like button. That's Dragon with Sniggle Theater. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me, that's a deal, right? Mom actually even knew. She was like, ha ha, she hit her with the hyena laugh, and she was like, I can't say nothing about it. I look just like that. Anyway, do me a favor, hit the like button. Uh, what do we got here? Shout out to Wiz G says, crazy how Kai Sinat, with the help of Duke Dennis, influenced the whole generation with the word Riz to the point it's in the Oxford's word of the year. It's Oxford's word of the year. And did, I, did that come from Kai Sinat? I, didn't, I don't know if it came from him. Shout out to the AMP house. Let me see here. Oxford Dictionary. It is Riz. Is the, oh, it is the Oxford's word of the year. Wow. There it is right there, Riz. Um, and, of course, the black community greatly is one of the highest influential uh, communities there is they influence um so much in the culture for sure so now it's in the word of the year for 2023 riz style charm and attractiveness the ability to attract a romantic or sexual partner according to sarah kuta sarah kuta what the fuck all right riz is unusual it is in um it is an abbreviated version of the word charisma that comes from the middle of the world. I think it is. There's something. Oh, the middle of the word. Okay. It was something was blocking my screen. All right. So the middle of the word charisma, Riz. All right. There it is right there. So now black folks can't use it no more. 
All right, once it's in the dictionary, can't use it. <laughs> he said, the, they catching up. You know, uh, the reason why slang exists is to keep the people from knowing, the masses from knowing what you're talking about. Um, and the reason why slang changes so often is because it is coded language to keep people who are don't need to know the information from knowing. And it comes from, it comes from, it's, it's a way to speak English in a way that people can't understand. As a matter of fact, there was a song I was listening to the other day. Let me see if I can find the song. And uh, I had it up on my television and I was doing the lyrics and this song was so coded. I was like, holy shit. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I was going to have to play it in court. But uh, let me see what song it was called. Mm, I might play it for y'all. Let me see. It's a nice song, too. I think 21 Savage is on it. Let me see if I can find the song. And it might be an old song for some of y'all. Oh, it's called, anybody got know a guy named Young Nutty? Young Nutty? Young Nutty or Young Nudie? I'm going to say Young Nudie. All right, and the song is called EA. Man, that song had so much coded language and slang. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was talking about, but he was rapping like a mother sucker. He was rapping his ass off. I was like, damn, he got lyrics. <laughs> the song was called EA. I'm going to play it for copyright reasons for y'all. All right, just so you can see it. Young Nutty. And I was vibing to it, bro. And uh, let me see here. EA featuring 21 Savage. There was so much slang in there. I was like, what this ninja talking about? I wish I knew. Is he from E40? That song is fire. It is fire. Hold up for a second. Let me, let me get to it right here. I want to put the lyrics up. I want to put the lyrics up. Hold up for a second. Oh, they ain't got no lyrics. All right. I'm going to play it anyway. In Robin for his cash. True that. Nigga talking like he real gangster. Put a stick on his ass. Yeah. True that. Gotta keep this shit 100, which you never switch on your mask. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go and get some money. Gotta get some money. Never Here hold you I'm the type of motherfucker that hit the red red hand out. Stupid motherfucker in my pocket, nigga. No, I got my cash hanging out. Bit that on that motherfucker long way. No, that bitch hanging out. Bad bitch late night with the slab out. No, she like to hang out. Middle finger with the fives. I'm six, bitch. That's why. And hang out. Apartment late night with a motherfucker like to do them shootouts. You ain't about what you talk about. You can't hang out. Please don't try to talk about the board. You too old now. Lame ass nigga. Wanna be street nigga? Street ass nigga. Quick it on the game, beat nigga. Street. Since I was like 14. Yeah. Middle fingers on six. Bad bitches can't hit. Put a nigga on a lick. Rob a nigga for a brick. Rob a nigga for a shit. Young nigga fall out. Turn it to a snitch. Never turn it to a bitch. What? What? Never falling off. Do a nigga bad. Rob a for a stash. Shoot that. Nigga talking like he real guys to put a stick on his ass. Yeah. Shoot that. Gotta get this shit 100 with you. Never switch. Here we go. Go and get some money. Here we go. Never hold your hand. 
middle finger with the slide. Tenant winners with the slide. Glock father Draco. No, I'm round round nigga with the slime. Slime. Shoot a nigga in his spine. Nigga switch the cut time. We the fox five gang nigga and wax snitching. Here we go. Back it up, back it up. Two, two, three, make make a nigga back it up. Yeah. Trying to strip a nigga, got a check outfit. Nigga ain't blacking up. Boulder Crest Road, Glenwood Road, name a hood out. Whacking us. Niggas running till they plug crime, saying slaughter gun, keep texting us. I get them racing and I stack it up. This is a pack, this a hell cat, and it's on angel dust. Pop, pop. Nigga breaking news, gang fuck. Nigga, we dangerous. What? That pussy beat up back out. Yeah, you know a nigga strangled up. That fake ass jury tangled up. Woo, I don't know what they said, though. Anybody know what they say? I have no idea of what they talking about. I'm looking at these ninjas Martin Lutherly like. <laughs> I don't know what they talking about, bro. And the whole song, I was reading the lyrics like. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway, brothers. Anyway, anyway. But yeah, that's an example of slang going crazy. <laughs> what are they talking about? Anybody know what they're talking about? I have no idea. Uh, anyway, what are we doing here? Shout out. And I, I do all of these lyrics way outside the city. Where, wherever Atlanta, whatever they're from, I'm nowhere near where they're from. Somebody said, I understand every word. I don't know what they're talking about. Anyway, shout out to Mark B says, hey, coach, thank you for consistently for the consistently great content. Good luck tomorrow in court. What kind of cigars do you smoke? If YouTube didn't take so much, here's one on me. Shout out to you, man. Uh, but I like Patrones and Fuentes. And um, there's some other ones. Fathers, I like those as well. Those are great. Those are great. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, JC says, play girl Cardi. Play girl Cardi. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? They probably were talking about shooting someone. <laughs> they probably were talking about shooting somebody because they gave locations. They gave they gave areas. They gave their they talked their they, they were talking about something. All right. They were talking about something. All right. But maybe I'm going to get young, young nutty on my on my, is it young nudie. What is it? I'm going to get them on my single. Maybe they were talking about buying real estate. But they talking about buying real estate. Maybe they were talking about making moves. You know what I mean? Pushing not. You know what I mean? Maybe they were talking about starting a business. They were talking about starting a business. All right. Anyway. <laughs> the Draco. Is that a location? The Draco. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> this is show is off the rails. The evening service. All right, shout out to Delroy Simpson says, not a pro-black at all. However, comparing African-American citizens as of 1868 to the 14th Amendment migrating across the country to an open invasion of illegal immigrants is apples to oranges, in my opinion. You missed it. You missed it. Where is it at? You're, you're trying to argue with me, Ninja. You're, you, you fucked up already. Mm. <laughs> You're, don't don't try to argue with me. It's it's out of my hands. <laughs> it's out of my hands. You don't have to convince me. You have to convince them. That's where you lost. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? 
All right. I'm just telling you. For, I'm just telling you what they're thinking. You understand? All right. Anyway, you don't understand. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to Brandon Foster says, Coach, let me find out you on the block with these ninjas. You know I am. You know I am. I be doing dirt. Don't let me get caught. They going to have me in court playing my records. <laughs> All right. All right. Ninjas is fighting a losing battle. Y'all still trying to fight. You fighting the wrong person, man. You fighting the wrong person. They're in your military. They're in your military. They're going to be in your police. They're already getting money from you. Why are you trying to convince me? Don't convince me. What are we doing? I'm sorry, guys. I feel bad for you. Well, well our plight, nobody gives a fuck. How about that? <laughs> nobody cares. Y'all wild with it, man. And shout out to the supporters. You trying to convince me and I understand you. Imagine somebody that doesn't understand you. Unbelievable. Shout out to Brandon Foster. Says, uh, he says, I'll be on the block. The contractor says they won't give us our reparations if we keep rapping, coach. All right. Yeah, they were not going to give it to me. They're not going to give it to me. <laughs> we out here. All right. Anyway, I don't want to get arrested and they play my lyrics. They might play my stuff in court tomorrow. They might. What are we doing here? Uh, let me see. We got. Uh, uh, shout out to no government name. He says, I tuned in at lunch. You were talking about blacks versus Latinos and BWs don't get it belong to black men. Topic hitting harder than Iron Mike. Keep it up, coach. Oh, I got a clip for y'all, man. I got some BWs out here just lacing you on a talk show. Just all in there trashing y'all ninjas. <laughs> all right. Anyway, shout out to our brother Junior B says, love the stream this morning. Waking Negroes up. Keep pushing your message. Keep pushing your message. And I'm the last one that will ever care for you. So I'm just letting you know, nobody going to give a rat's ass about you. How long will they mourn you as ninjas? Shout out to Half Space Will Travel. He's not lying. They rob men like pirates. Arg. 100. Shout out to our brother, Roderick. Came in there with the... He's, he always gets a sponsorship at this point, right? <laughs> he says, keep telling the truth. Support for earlier show. Keep telling the truth. Uh, Jabbar... We're going to call you, uh, can I say your name? We'll call you Jabari. He says, coach got me turned up with nutty. LOL. And EA is East Atlanta, which is zone six. I keep saying that. They kept saying zone six. So EA is Atlanta. Now I'm figuring it out. I'm connecting the docs. EA is East Atlanta. Now I know. All right, here we go. I know where they're at now. I know where they're at. Uh, What are we doing here? What's on the next part of the show? Crime and law CGA. Let's get it. All right, people are going to be sensitive again, but I'm going to keep pushing this truth until you wake up. Here we go. Crime and Law CGA. We waking y'all ninjas up. And by the way, I told y'all so. Let's get to it. Where's my sound effect right here? Sound effect. Uh, this is a clip somebody sent me um, after the earlier show right here. Take a listen at this. There's your redneck friend here. Where's this guy from? He says he's from Chicago. He might be outside of Illinois. Your redneck neighbor says this. And he's laughing at you uh, right here. Today, these are our children and they will not be targeted while you take and make a better life for a new group that just walked into this country. Yesterday, $9,000 a month for these people. You know how hard it is? 
of thousands of fifteen hundred dollars for every child, every illegal immigrant child that goes into public, Chicago public schools. You give them money for uniforms and computers and all these things. We're not going to stand down, and we ask that the Republican Party come and sit down and have a meet with us. Yeah. yeah. Come have a meet with us. We all are against fast immigration. Let's have a meet. Let's have a meet with the Republican Party. If Trump want to come to town, come and meet with us. Come have a meet with us, Trump. That's why I'm not on y'all team. That's why I'm not on y'all team. Y'all ninjas is always late. Set your watches, ninja. I was on this years ago. This is why I can't. This is why I'll never agree. These people lost, man. Y'all lost the war. Jackass. And then you trying to argue with me. You lost. (laughs) Jesus. This is just embarrassing. This is why I can't be out here fighting with y'all ninjas because I'm out here trying to tell y'all and you out here arguing with me and then later... Today, these are our children and they will not be targeted while you take and make a better life for a new group that just walked into this country. Yesterday, $9,000 a month for these people. You know how hard it is? A thousand to fifteen hundred dollars for every child, every illegal immigrant child that goes into Chicago public schools. You give them Money for uniforms and computers and all these things. We're not going to stand down. And we ask that you already lost. Come and sit down and have a meet with us. Wait. He's serious too, this ninja. I don't give a fuck what you think. You can't be serious. Cut that bitch off. Next call. You you, you can't be serious. This is why y'all argue. Y'all argue me. And I'm saying you're too late. You can't realize it in real time. And they got their uniform on and they shade. They got their funny hats on and they got black women. Trump 2024. It's it's too late. They've already let six million in. By the way, your black population is still sending that. Um, uh, um, what is it? 20 million. They're going to eclipse that. They got y'all by the balls. Uh, but this was Trump in 2020. This was Trump in 2020. No group in America has been more harmed by Hillary Clinton's policies than African-Americans. No group, no group. If Hillary Clinton's goal was to inflict pain on the African-American community, she could not have done a better job. It's a disgrace. Tonight, I'm asking for the vote of every single African-American citizen in this country who wants to see a better future. Look how much African-American communities have suffered under democratic control. To those I say the following, what do you have to lose? Yeah. So let's go back. I'm not I'm not trumping for Trump. But look, listen now. Come have a meet with us. We all are against fast immigration. Let's have a meet. Let's have a meet with the Republican Party. <laughs> look at this ninja bobbing his head. Let's have a meeting. This ninja look like me, by the way. If Trump wanna come to town, come and meet with us. It's too late. 
This is unreal. It's unreal. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Unreal. To those I say the following. What do you have to lose by trying something new like Trump? Now. Now. What do you have to lose? We know what it is now. It's very clear what you had to lose and you lost. This is why I keep telling you it's over. It's over. Get ready for your new reality. Don't try to convince me of anything. Comparing 18. I'm not comparing anything. I'm telling you what you lost. You you lost the war. You just don't know how to wave the right flag. So get ready for what's next. Because there's no negotiating now. Look. This ninja want to negotiate. Now they want to negotiate. Now you want to listen. It's too late. Look at the elders in the back. Look at these big ass sambos in the back. It's too late. It's 6 million to 10 million already crossed the border and they're crossing as we speak. So it doesn't matter if you were here or if they were unnatural citizens. It's too fucking late. And I'm saying this for the men. For you men that keep getting in your feelings about this argument that I'm hitting you with this truth. And I told you this in 2019 that this was going to be a reality. I said mass immigration. And you guys thought I was talking about 40 years from now. I said the barbarian is at the gate. I said this. Now I said when the barbarian gets in the gate, there's no negotiating. Remember when I said that? But you're trying to negotiate with me. It's too late. You're trying to negotiate with Trump. It's too late. He might be able to slam the door, but we already got six to 10 million in. So it matters none what you think. Barbarians through. There's no negotiating now. Oh, we should, we should sit at the table. Remember Ice Cube had the 50 point platinum plan and they called them with black woman's help saying he was an Uncle Tom. It's too late. Now you want to negotiate. You can't negotiate once the barbarian's in. So don't try to convince me. And if you think I'm wrong, go ahead and play your hand. (laughs) If you think I'm wrong on this, which I am not, it's clear that I'm right. But you want to convince me on some semantic issue or some what you're entitled to. I'm not here for this discussion. I'm not here for this discussion. I don't care what you think, a natural citizen or an illegal alien. It matters none at this point. It's happening, and it's going to continue to happen for the next year for certain. So another two million is coming in. Mm. So don't try to argue me. If you're in your feelings, just know I told you so. (laughs) I told you so. Bernie Mac told you so. When I was with a Mexican guy and a white guy, and I said, man, I want to go to heaven. He said, God, right down the road. I said, how far? He said, just a half a mile. He said, but your name ain't on the list, Bernie. You know your name ain't on the goddamn list. <laughs> I said, well, wait a minute, man. I said, I'm going to try. He said, well, you got one more chance to make it. If you can go down there and you ask the Lord a question and he can't answer it, you might get into heaven. Now, what's for something to the Lord? And he looked at me. And he looked up. He looked down. He said, mm. Open the gate! <laughs> I walked on in. The white guy said, that's bullshit, man. 
How the fuck did he get in there? It's bullshit. He said, hey, father, what did the black guy ask you? He asked me, when was black people ever going to stick together? <laughs> hey, I'm not debating this. This is happening in real time. I'm not going four years back or 185 years back. It matters none. This is happening whether you like it or not. And we're going to get another few million through. This is what we're doing. So now you have to make an adjustment here on there. And if you think I'm lying or wrong about this, I feel really bad for you. Don't get in your feelings about this. I'm only a fact show. I'm just dealing with the facts. And I've actually told you this was going to happen. I keep having to pat myself on the back on this one because I told you this before you were even aware of it. But these goofy ninjas right here, now you want to fight. Uh, set your watch about two years ahead and you might have a chance. Please stop debating me, please. I know your supporters and I know you want to feel better and you think I'm wrong. You're trying to find where I'm wrong. Meanwhile, you lost the war. That's just the pure unadulterated facts. Get used to it. Check this out. Let's take you back to this. This is a black woman's view on men. <laughs> black woman's view on men. If you think you lost the war, take a look where you really lost it. We're back on City Line discussing women's views on men, and I'm going to maintain my innocent observer role and allow this lady here to ask a question or comment. Yes, I have a comment that I would like to make. And uh, I would like to just say that I find in black male and female relationships, we find some men there on, I feel like some kind of ego trip. And I don't know if it's because the women have let them become to the part where they feel that they can do what they want, and then they go right back to the women because the women have, they'll let them come back. You, you find that some people, they can be, some women can be abused and they act like they like it. I've, I see people oh. and I wonder, well, where are your priorities? You know, what are you going to, when are you going to stop letting yourself be abused? I realize that we as women are queens and we should carry oh, ourselves Lord. in that manner and stop letting some of the men abuse us to the point that they have get ourselves together and realize that hey you're not going to treat me like this anymore so therefore i'm going to stop <laughs> all right shout out to mother jenkins mother jenkins is in the building sorry the volumes here <laughs> right uh, but these are the psyops that happen i know you young men don't know you didn't live this i lived this as a young male and i saw this look at these audience this is what you used to call a talk show and during this time, there were talk shows that actually got together, mostly women and a bunch of uh, silly ass men like that. That gentleman there saying, I'm going to stay out of the conversation and just let black men talk. I mean, black women talk. And what they did was just talk shit on black men and bring in all kind of pseudoscientists and educated women and therapists to amp these women up. And they did this for at least two decades. Two decades of talking shit. Now, the young women and men today don't realize this. And Kevin Samuels has probably highlighted this. And I've said it's been 70 years since men had the mic. Black men grew up not being able to say shit. That's how men in my generation and men in Kevin Samuels generation, we're all Gen Xers. We grew up watching this, not even able to say anything. As they trashed us and said something like this, portrayed people as super predators, voted in people that came in with crime bills and dubbed men super predators. 
lumped men all in one category and got up there with their mega TV shows, Donahue, Ricky Lake, Oprah, Sassley Jesse Raphael, uh, you name it. You name it. And got up there and not a nigga in sight. So you wonder where the views of the black men prevailing, and you wonder where you lost the war. Here it is. These media camp, these media organizations. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Geraldo, Phil Donahue. What was the other woman's name? It was a skinny white woman. Uh, uh, Montel Jordan, Montel Williams, Richard Bay. Shout out to Richard Bay. I love Richard Bay. Um, Montel Williams. There were some other people in here, Jenny Jones. And they got up there and they just put on hour after hour after hour, just roasting black men. Not, and no black man could have an alternative view. They don't put, look, in this video, you're going to see it's one woman and no men. There's one woman on the stage, no men. No black men, no counterthought, no, hey, we're not all criminals and abusers, nothing. That's where you lost the war. Let's play the rest of the clip. And sorry, it's only coming in one ear here on my thing here. Several really excellent points. One is the issue about women being queens. Uh, there are several. Psychologists. Dr. Janice Stevens, psychologist. And there you go. The educated woman educating these mammies in the audience on how to do better books out now in the field about how women in this society are socialized to be submissive, docile, passive, and to have great expertise at picking out men who will abuse and who will berate you and who will humiliate you and that the women will participate very actively in those relationships by mislabeling the quality of the relationship. They will not label these men as dangerous or as hurtful. They will not label the relationships as dangerous. And so when they find themselves hurt, it's like, well, that was a fluke. He didn't really mean that. And when he comes back and says, oh, baby, baby, I love you. It's going to be better the next time. Let's go hop in the bed together. Then she's saying, oh, he loves me. It's okay. It's real. And we're going to go into the sunset together. And now, now they the ones dated these pookies, these Percy Earls. These DeAndre's, DeAndre and motherfucking uh, uh, Claude, Claudius. I'm trying to think. Ray Ray. I'm trying to think of some good names. Lamar, Lamar. I'm trying to think of these names. They the one dated these. Now they not. <laughs> That is a societal problem, not just of any one group, but a societal problem. Women have really got to treat themselves as queen. We are, and we have to start by believing it for ourselves first. Look. Don't settle for less than what you want, and don't want garbage. Garbage? <laughs> now, this whole idea, though, about men, but isn't it a, a part of the male attitude that we often see exhibited? Isn't that because they feel they're in the minority and they're sought after? Because Darnell, yeah, you ninjas a fool. Darnell, all right, Claude, Lamont, yeah, all these ninjas. All these ninjas back in the day. Purnell, all of these former slave name ass ninjas. Kunta, Toby, Jermaine, all of these ninjas. Yeah, Tyrell, Tyreek. Because there are many more women than there are men, and therefore I've got the pick of the lot. I think I hear that more so nowadays from black men than any other group of men. 
uh, especially the professional black men, um, who say it quite that clearly. Well, I am um, an endangered species. Yes. And so you had better take care of me because I can go get someone else. You're replaceable. And women do not really have to settle for that kind of attitude because I am just as endangered as he is and I am just as special as he is. <laughs> okay. Let's try a call. Look at all these mammies in the audience. Look at all of y'all grannies. All y'all young ninjas. These are all your grandmamas in the audience. Look at these women. All old ass. I bet you they got the heels. They got the they got the uh clogs with the uh stockings. They wearing stockings in here. Look at this. With they power suits and they educated and all. this before the weave and all that shit in the BBL project mamas. Look at all these project mammies. <laughs> Here we go. From home. Hi there. Are you in uh, touch with City Line? Hello. Yeah. Oh, we have an endangered species on the line. Man, are you serious? What? An endangered species. The other, the other light skin. Big lip woman called said reference the black men as endangered species. Essentially that you got, you got to put up with us. The guy calls in. Do we have an endangered species on the line? Send it. Oh my Lord. This is 1986 ninja. Did we been at this for years? I've been telling you guys, I've been telling you guys, this is nothing new for people like me. This is 1986, and trust me, this conversation was going on in 1970. This is nothing new. Endangered species. Oh, here's what an endangered species right now. Young Kevin Samuels on the phone. Kevin Samuels called in. You know he called in. You know that ninja Kevin Samuels is on the line. I like to say something. Woo-wee! 86. What do I tell you? And by the way, I want to let you guys know, because a lot of you guys are trying to fight me on these things, and I'm giving you the history, so I'm not far off. In 1986, that was only the second generation of the black migrant. Like, anybody that was alive was second, maybe third generation. Like, um, I was alive at the 1986, I think it was 11 or 12 years old, 11 years old. I was the third generation of the black migrant. That, my grandfather came from um, Arkansas. Then my grandmother came from Georgia. My grandfather on my father's side came from Arkansas. My grandmother on my mother's side came from Georgia. So then they were, they, my, they were young people. They were adults, young adults in Georgia, young adults in Arkansas. And they left and went to the Midwest, Chicago, Milwaukee, and Indiana. Then my mother was born in the Midwest, Chicago. My mother was born in Chicago. She's second generation. She's basically the first generation born after the migration. I was born thereafter. So I was, what is that? Is that count as third? Third generation of a black migrant that came from the South? So trust me, what I'm talking about is accurate. What I'm talking about is accurate. So with that being said, look at these mammies. That now in the second or third generation of black migration, these mammies is in the audience trashing the shit with the pay of the media trashing the hell out of black men. <laughs> trashing them. This shit been going on. So it would be the second since they were born already in the South. So this is, this is nothing new. This show is in Baltimore right here. This show is in Baltimore. 
So that is, well, I call it consider Baltimore Mason-Dixon South, but I know it's considered Eastern Seaboard. So within several, one generation, they're trashing the shit out of black men. That fast. That fast. Selling them out. Selling them out. Now, one ninja insight, and everybody thinks we've been here for a long time. We have not. In our relative history, this history, I can trace it back to my childhood. I was born seven years after Martin Luther King was assassinated. Now, I wasn't born during it. I was born seven years after it. So I'm in it. Like, I'm a generation removed from that. It hasn't been that long these conversations have been going on. We haven't had a long, long history. So I can trace the history back very relatively easy and connect the dots for you people. Please trust me on this. You're talking about a lot of people that came from a lot of confusion, dysfunction, and the media helped portray the black man in a certain way that it still exists today. It still exists today. Time, I know you think things are old. The 60s is a long time ago. Dude, I was born seven years after Martin Luther King was assassinated. Like, it's not that long ago. I know I'm an old-ass ninja. Now, this woman called a black man that called in an endangered species. <laughs> it's how they treating y'all ninjas. In 1986. Are you in uh, touch with City Line? Hello. Yeah. Oh, we have an endangered species on the line. <laughs> How are you? Go ahead. Okay, first of all, I'd like to make a, a statement in regards to the question about black men and white women. Okay, it needs to be understood before anything can be evaluated on that situation. That first of all, society develops as generations come along. Okay, and... Look, look at the discontent. Look at the hate. Come different values. Uh, if society is pressed to destroy the problem of racism, so do some of the old values. Okay, I'm not saying that a black man should prefer a white woman over a black woman. I'm not saying a black man should prefer a black woman over a white woman. What I'm saying Ooh, is... Oh, wait, sister, good Lord, have mercy. Yes, this is before the weave. Look at this cut right here. God damn. Baby, we can do it. Take the time. Do it right. We can do it, baby. Do it tonight. And look at all this hate, bro. They just lining up to just roast men, particularly black men, but men in general, for sure. And they did this in the 70s, the 80s, into the 90s. It was almost a 30 year 30 year non-stop portrayal where black men did not have a chance to even speak then enter in 2000s where everybody was getting jiggy all right and popping chris and pushing dirt off their shoulders y'all then just forgot and then by the time we get to youtube now you have us now you have us so now we're the first iteration of men in 70 years that have been able to talk about this against flying in the face of the portrayal of men in general and black men specifically. What's going on here? There's nothing new under the sun. And the young Kevin Samuels is lacing them up here, but uh, we'll let him, we'll let him chill. They had a grip on the conversation where men could not get a word in. It's a cold, cold world out here. All right. 
That's crime and law, CGA. I'm here to educate y'all. Wait a minute. What's going on here? Where's my sound effect? Crime and law, CGA. Ain't nothing new under the sun. We are really in a new era. And, of course, they tried their best to stop us from talking. They called us names. They shamed. They shamed us. What was it? Sign language. They did everything. They tried to off your brother, uh, Kevin Samuels. They stopped the message. You see how, how they react when people speak up. Okay, they shoot you down. They shadow ban you. They hide you. They censor you. They call you names. And I'm telling you, our history is not that deep. We're not that old. We haven't been here that long. Y'all didn't just acting like, and by the way, anybody that's talking about you were a natural citizen, kiss my whole ass. <laughs> right? What world did you grow up in? Maybe when you grew up, but I can tell you, my, grand, my grandmother and my grandfather probably didn't think that and believe that and probably didn't feel that. Not even in the 1950s. <laughs> what you talking about? They probably didn't have this belief that they, this is our land. And tell me how much real estate you own in Memphis, in Baltimore. See, that's the sad part that you don't want to hear. How much real estate do you own? How many bodegas and corner stores do you own? How many churches and cleaners do you own? How many doorknob stores? These places aren't your places. Yeah, you can claim a more rap songs and say where you're from. That came from the migrants. The black migrants that landed in these areas and then they took on the characteristics of these cities and they claimed these cities. I'm not from the South. I'm from St. Louis. I'm not from the South. I'm from Chicago. I'm not from the South. I'm from Oakland. I'm not from the South. I'm from New York. Well, they weren't from New York. They moved to New York. And then they told everybody in their Bama ass cousins that we a St. Louis ninja and we a Miami ninja and we a North Carolina ninja and we a Baltimore ninja and we a DC ninja. And meanwhile, y'all came from the South with your Bama ass grandparents. You weren't from there and you still don't own nothing there. So you ain't really a part of the ingrained society there. I'm from Philly. I'm from Detroit and you ain't from none of those places. You from none of those places. Your people migrated to those places and you took on the characteristics of those. You from Milwaukee. You from Chicago. Ninja, you from Indiana. You're not from Indiana. Trust me, you're not. I'm from Naptown. And you took all these characteristics of I'm from Houston. <laughs> anyway, you own nothing there. Nothing. Tupac went all over the damn country from Baltimore to from New York to Baltimore to Oakland to L.A. The ninja claimed every set he can ever think of, and he was from neither of those places. <laughs> now, where you're from is from you, the original people here. That's where you're from. Don't have no music rights, don't have no property to claim in any of these places that you say you're from because your people aren't, weren't from there very long. They weren't. <laughs> you from L.A.? Yeah. No, you're not. You from the west side of Mississippi, uh, somewhere from Alabama and Arkansas and Georgia. That's where you're from. You're not from Las Vegas. <laughs> All right, anyway. All right, Cam, shout out to you. And then just quick to claim every city but the South now. You notice that? Now the South is rising up. Cam, shout out to you doubling up. Appreciate you, man. Triple nickels in the building. Uh, what are we doing here?
Shout out to Junior B says, love the stream this morning. Waking me grows up. Keep pushing your message. Macaroni Tony, I'm so side of this Queen King talk. Where is your queendom? Compton, your last name don't even have regal lineages. Shout out to CGA. I mean, even Compton is now recognized worldwide as a place where black people were from. And in fact, in the 1950s, there were very few black people there. Very few, if any. It was a suburb of Los Angeles. In fact, your president, George H.W. Bush, the father of George Bush, lived in Compton. That's how, that's how crazy our world is. I, I challenge you to look past 1990. If you take the reference point 1990 and trace it back 40 years, you're at the 50s. The world was a different place. The world was a different place, and it wasn't that long ago. We're talking about less than 100 years. Compton was farmland and suburbs. George Bush is from Compton. I'm not from Compton and lived in Compton. So that's how fast things changed. The first blacks that came into Compton were in the 70s, late 60s, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s. But we attribute these places as ownership of these are our areas and they're coming in gentrifying it. I want you to understand they're not gentrifying your areas. They're reclaiming them. They're, they were theirs. You came in, they left, and now they're coming back. Now, before that, if you want to get into who had it before that, yes, Mexicans and black and Indians. But George Bush. Inglewood was a white suburb. I mean, dude, you guys got to look at your history. Inglewood was a suburb. It was a white suburb. In the 70s, in the 60s. It's wild as hell, bro. Orange County, you know, the famous Orange County. Somebody said it was a desert. It was a desert. There were cows. You could go to Orange County in the 80s, in the 90s, up into the 2000s where they have all those rich mansions. I've been there. There were orange groves, pecan groves, and cows, where they have million-dollar real estate, 5 million, 10 million, 15. You would go there, the road would stop, PCH would stop, and there would be cows right on the side of the freeway. You guys think that this shit was in the olden times. This was the year 2000 in Newport Coast. It was nothing but orange groves and empty areas. Cows everywhere. It's crazy. A lot has changed in your world, but a lot of you were born in a world that you think existed a long time ago. And it just didn't. The interstate didn't even exist until the 1950s. If I'm not mistaken, look it up. So jumping on the interstate was not a thing before the 1950s. I know you guys think that's a long time ago, but it's not. It's relatively new. It's a new system. All of that Highway 10 and Highway 15 and going left and right, 405, that shit is new. It's new, and people didn't commute via the interstate. They commuted through highways. What's one of the most famous highways there is that you can go from pretty much Chicago all the way to California? Most people traveled this way. Most people traveled this way. 
But you grew up in the digital world. You grew up where there's TVs and color TVs. Okay, most people travel by Route 66. That's the famous Route 66. Interstate 10 was not a thing. People travel with hitting stoplights and shit, driving through small towns. Get your kicks on Route 66. So that system is all new. Everything you guys live in and take for granted is new. Air conditioning, mother sucker. <laughs> Central air, new. TV, new. Radio, new. Little mustache man brought them all that technology. iPad, new. Apple smartphone, new. You guys grow up in these generations and then want to come over here and tell me about what I know and what I don't know. You guys don't know shit. You guys grew up in a time where everything was safe and secure, nice, tightly packed and marketed and packaged up for y'all ninjas to consume and sit on your lazy ass with your beer bellies trying to tell me what to do and tell me what I know. I grew up in a time where everything was a stable, where I could see cigarette ads. I could go buy cigarettes and weed wrapping paper and alcohol. I could go buy it as a kid for my, for my, for my parents and my aunts and my uncles. You grew up with car seats and helmets and shit. You grew up, can't even drink out the waterfall. You grew up with water bottles. Bottles of water that you buy. That's new. <laughs> you grew up with sliced bread. I hate to sound like an old guy. You grew up with seatbelts. I used to sit in my, my mother's car on the top of the little thing with the whole seat. It was a whole row, and she put the little thing down. I used to sit on the top like this. <laughs> For real. Yep, I grew up where they used to smoke in a restaurant, and they used to ask if you want smoking or non-smoking, and it literally was the same room. <laughs> All right? Ninja, you grew up in a time where you got mental health, Ninja, and concussions. We got our bell rung, and you was just slow, stupid, or retarded. That's what we grew up with. <laughs> but young ninjas, you guys got the nerve to come in here and tell me about this world, man. It's, it's a world that you were born into, and you believe you have a right to, and good luck to y'all ninjas out here. But tell me what you own in these areas that you belong to, that you were not alien to. Tell me what you own. You own shit, jack shit. Because you're really the only the third generation of a group of migrants that migrated to these areas, claimed it, rented it, maybe bought some of these properties there. And I wish it was different, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. You were a migrant. You're a migrant. Now you have other migrants coming in. Now you got to deal with it. Or buy a property and control it. You don't want to do it. Anyway. <laughs> now now the people who were dumb and slow and retarded are your biggest rap artists right now indeed they're your biggest rap artists they're, that's who you listen to rapping I Spice allegedly all these ninjas that's rapping now was on the slow bus in a classroom in the basement where they had the cafeteria where you did bomb shelter drills those kids were down there you never seen them and they wore helmets to protect themselves <laughs> right those people now are your biggest rap stars right now telling you to sip sibs herb and shoot everybody up and claiming they're game bangers but you want to tell me trust me i remember the short bus that you used to come in on and you couldn't even come to the playground 
when we was playing basketball before school. Your ass had to take your ass down to the basement off the short bus. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, by the way, there was no such thing as Wi-Fi. I'm telling you. There was no such thing as Wi-Fi. It wasn't even imaginable. There was no such thing. And I lived almost to my to my 30s before there was such a thing called Wi-Fi. Yes. Yes. I lived almost 30 years before there was a Wi-Fi. You grew up with Wi-Fi being a reality all your life. And you want to tell me about the world that you're not a migrant, that you're American. I grew up when people weren't even allowed to buy a house. In fact, in California to this day, on the C-A-R, California home agreement where you buy a home still exists on a law today that says don't let no ninjas buy a house in this area. That's to keep y'all ninjas out, but you're an American citizen? Yeah, right. <laughs> you a Bama and your family is a Bama. And I can pull it up if you want to reference it. I can pull it up. They was trying to keep y'all up out of there because you were migrants, not citizens. <laughs> Let me see here. And it still exists. This was the suburbs. This is how the suburbs were created, keeping y'all out of there. No migrants here. Go home. Let me see here. You're a migrant. You're not a citizen. Let me see here. Oh, we're going to pull it up right here. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you right now. This is how, this is how, here it is right here. New California law requires racist language from original property deeds. This was July 2022. Somebody said, I just bought land in Colorado and that was on the deed. So if you go from area, this is the redlining that they talk about. You so-called American citizens, this is our land. Uh Uh-huh. Tell me more. Tell me more about your land as an American citizen. Tell me more. This is, they're removing the law in California. This is 2022. What? California law has a new law requiring all counties to remove racist language from their property records. These restrictive covenants have not been enforced in decades, but are still written into the deeds of thousands of properties across the state. As of July 1st, Anyone who finds language in the property deed that prohibits the sale of the property to someone because of their race can require the county to remove it. These type of covenants were outlawed in 1948, but advocates say the discrimination they created still exists today. Somebody screenshotted it, and I'm going to see if they can pull up an example. They talk about my heart sunk. California Assembly Bill. Uh, It says right here. um, It says right here. 1960s. Now, it was somewhat supposed to be not enforceable, but come on. So they just start removing these languages right here. They just start removing them. And your ass could not be there on sundown. <laughs> so it is right here. They removed. Anyway. So it's, it's, it's there. It's there. And who did they want to keep out? So when you're saying these migrants, these illegal citizens and such, It's the same that they were saying the same thing about you and your people not that long ago. That was my point. And the point is right. 
So be mad, right? I'm an American citizen. Yeah. All right. They didn't think that when you were moving here and your Bama ass grandmama was moving here. They did. They never considered that you were an American citizen. They kept your ass up out of there. And they said, we don't want you here and we don't want your kind here and we don't want your kids here. We don't want you to touch down here. Get out. Go home. Go go back to Africa. Who remembers that? Who remembers when you were a kid and they would tell you, go back to Africa? I don't know if they still do that today. I don't know if they still do that today, but they used to do that. They used to say that when I was a kid, like kids at school, white kids. They say, go back to Africa. And you like, what? <laughs> now, I don't know if they do that, but guys, today, that's exactly what we're doing now to the illegal immigrants. Go back to your home. Don't come here. You don't belong here. You can't live here. This is my land. You don't go, you're, you're illegal here. You can't own anything here. This is exactly what history is rhyming. <laughs> Somebody, they still do it. I remember when that was common. That was common. Go back to your home. <laughs> You're like, wait, nobody, I was brought here. So you're still, that's what you're doing to them. I'm just wanting you to recognize that that's what you're saying to them. And that's how they're going to feel about it. So I want you to do me a favor. If you think I'm wrong on this one, record yourself saying exactly what you feel today. Right now, record yourself now, upload it to the internet. Say, tell the migrants to go home. You don't belong here. You're illegal. Um, you're going to take our jobs. You're going to ruin our community. You're going to stress our social services. I want you to record it. Upload that shit right now. Keep it public. And then play that shit back in 25 years. <laughs> play that shit back in 50 years. I'm not saying should we accept it or not. Y'all, listen, you guys made that bed. I told you to actually, I told you what to do beforehand. But record yourself doing this right now. Put your name on it. Put your face on it. Put your face on it. Put your government name. Send it to all your future employees. <laughs> right now, record yourself making that video. Send it to all your family so you can't call it back. <laughs> right now. So that in 50 years, your grandkids and everybody that holds your state. All right. Let me see here. So everybody knows what you're thinking. And I'm going to tell you what it's going to look like. And I don't care if you white, black, or not. You know what it's going to look like? It's going to look like this right here. You're going to look like this guy right here. You're going to look like Jerry Jones. You're going to look like Jerry Jones. You're going to look like a plump, straight-out racist because you're too late to the game. What's my point? Okay, I can't help you goofy-ass ninjas. I already made my point very clear. You're not hearing it. You refuse to listen because you a knucklehead and you a ninja that people wanted to not move into the neighborhood because you're a knucklehead. I'm making a very clear point. You're going to look like a straight up racist. That's what you're going to look like in 25 to 50 years. Upload that video up. Put your name on it. <laughs> Claim it. You heard what the fuck I said. I said it very clear. Don't be confused. <laughs> Go ahead, and I welcome you, but it's too late. You, that's what you're going to look like. 
And the reason why I know, the reason why I know is that I grew up in a time where you could say F-A-G to a gay person. I grew up in a time where you can roast gay people. Today, y'all wouldn't even say it today. And that was in 1989. Today, you would have to apologize for saying the very same thing 30 years ago. I know. Trust me, I know. You don't think it's going to happen. I'm from the future. I'm here to tell you. You're going to look like a racist. I, you used to be say whatever you want about gay people. Whatever you want, you used to laugh at them, call them the F-A-G. Now they call it the F word. Used to call them homo and used to say all kind of shit. And today you cannot. Which means to tell you, times change. Your old ideas don't. You're going to look out of place because you allowed it. And now times change. Generations are born. Second generations are born. You're going to look like a fucking racist. You're going to look like you were out of your mind. <laughs> to a group of people who weren't even alive when you said all of that shit. And they're going to wake up saying, I'm an American. Why did you not want me here? Mm. Yeah, you can't even say midget. We used to say all kind of shit back in the day in the 80s. We can't say what we used to say. But go ahead. You, you wanted this. <laughs> you wanted this. All right. Anyway. I'm here with the mic to tell you it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> All right. Somebody said Ken Zam says, hey, coach, in the community history month. It's community history month. And I got to say, you've never been wrong about black men being the bottom feeders of the dating marketplace. I was out earlier today and saw a brother with a giant white hippo shaking my head. No standards. Wow. Wow. That's that's crazy. All right. <laughs> Delray says, I wasn't trying to argue with you, friend. I'm not. I know you're not trying to argue. I just took your chat and showing you. I'm showing you. I'm an older guy. I know what's up. Friendly fire. Shout out to you. Dwayne Rose says CGA knows what's happening. He studies history and I love it. And I'm not using my feelings, man. I'm telling you, bro. There was TV shows where you used to do like this. You used to go. Used to go, mm-hmm. Used to make fun of gay people. Remember that? Man, you can't do none of that today. <laughs> Brothers, times change and old ideas look make you look like a damn, what do they call it? Races. Um, even code words change. Even things the way I describe a person. It changes. They used to say black boy, colored, um, Negro. And I was, I was alive. Negro, that was a markation on a application, school application, Negro, when I was a kid. Um, Afro-American, African-American is a new invention from Jesse Jackson in 1983. He came up with that shit with his Abba Daba ass. African-American came from Afro-American. That's a new description that never existed. And it's completely inaccurate. <laughs> it's completely inaccurate to describe the people. But of course, ninjas wanted to follow his ass because he came off the hills of Martin Luther King. But it was not that out of the realm of possibility that when I was a kid, that a, a white person, an old white person would call me colored. 
I'm talking about they're old, though. They're 65, 70. They would say color boy, <laughs> right? But color, Negro, I mean, none of these... None of these terms are accurate today. And the funny thing about it, it comes back. Now it's people of color. Now it's people of color. But colored people and people of color. But a people of color includes everybody, including blacks. But black, oh, by the way, the generation before me, if you called a person black, they would kick your ass. <laughs> they beat you up. And he's black. Blacks was another term that was given to black people that a lot of blacks, older blacks, thought was offensive. If you called a person black in the 40s and they were over 40 years old, they might choke you out. <laughs> they might choke you out. They might say, what? And these are black people in the South. They did not want to be called black. So, I mean, you guys have to know, man, it's, it's a whole, whole world that has passed you up and it hasn't been that long. We're talking about 80 years. But I'm here to help y'all out. You guys are always trying to figure out what I'm talking about. But yes, there's some videos. Somebody's going to mention it here in a minute. It says, laugh so hard I dropped the weight on my head. Shout out to Jamie. Jaime Hoffman. Face fact says, shit, I can't say it. He says, women, uh, he says, these BWs start the chicken box. BWs want state-sponsored robbery of men. The law offices of Reverend X. Shout out to you. Okay, shout out to Mono Conscious says we were articulate from the 60s to 80s until the 1990s. This is a fact. This is a super fact. I don't I, I wish I could go into it, but that is a fact. All right, TB says, Coach, if the media is ran by the you know who, do you think they have a vested interest in ninjas being at the bottom? Yes. <laughs> yes. Somebody has to be at the bottom. In any hierarchy. So, yes, uh, the most easily manipulated people are people who are dependent. Are dependent. Did you guys know this? And I had to educate my my mother of this because she said she was watching Sesame Street episodes on YouTube of old episodes that she used to watch when she was a kid. And I think the guy named was Franklin Roosevelt is a character on Sesame Street. And I said, oh, mom, did did you know? That PBS, Sesame Street, and the the um, TV shows that they call Children's Television Workshop, which were programming, targeted blacks and Latinos, specifically Puerto Ricans. And it was designed to media-wise program, educate, train the kids that grew up in poverty projects and were the minorities. I want you to listen. I'm a not a one-dimensional guy. I know a lot of shit. But yes, PBS was specifically targeted to minorities, specifically blacks and Puerto Ricans. Because these were the kids of the broken homes. And this is how they were going to teach them. Now, you trickle this forward. Roosevelt Franklin, thank you. You trickle this forward, and you see where Sesame Street went. You had Burton Ernie supposed to be rainbow. You had Elmo playing by a rainbow guy, and then they end up getting, feeding your kids some of this shit, shit here, here, and there. And it was government-funded. That's why you have to do your research. It was funded by the government with donations from the Kennedy Foundation, 
the Rockefeller Foundation. Look it up. This is not, this is not, most of the characters represented probably black men. Count, Dra- Count Chocula was a pimp. Oscar the Grouch was a grumpy ninja. <laughs> right? Most of the characters played were either Latino, Asian, or black. Think about it. Like the human characters were Latino, Asian, and black. Cookie Monster was a dope fiend thief on cookies, drug addict. <laughs> Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog who made appearances on the show. Miss uh, Kermit the Frog was a ninja who liked big white women and white women. <laughs> Y'all don't want to know, man. Y'all don't want to know. And uh, the PBS, public broadcast, yeah, PBS, and the Children's Television Workshop. Just look at it. Right here. Children's Television Workshop. And so when you ask that question, when you ask that question, blacks, minorities, just realize some of these were put together right here. You can do your own research on this, okay? But here it is right here. The the unmistakable black roots of Sesame Street. Right there. Making its debut in 1969, the beloved children's television show was shaped by African-American communities in Harlem and beyond. In fact, this was supposed to be a poor area in Harlem. Mm. Right there. The target audience. The four-year-old inner-city black youngster. The target audience. The four-year-old inner-city black youngster. Y'all don't want to know this. Y'all don't want to know this. Y'all want to just talk about these hoes. I know. It's all connected, by the way. This is all connected. YouTube says, you put me on Dane Calloway. What do you believe? Well, I'm only here to make you think. Shout out to Dane Calloway. Like, I don't agree with everything about what... You don't have to agree with everything that I say. I don't agree. I like Dane Calloway. Sometimes I'm like, okay, it's a stretch. So, I don't know what to say. All right, shout out to Seminole says, yo, coach, I saw a short the other day of Eazy-E giving an interview. And just like the other guy said, rappers seem to be more literate and actually hold the conversation. And I don't think E graduated from high school. Indeed. Oh, by the way, the rap persona, and I'm not talking about all rappers, but this whole persona was um, talking about, like, Vanilla Ice was exposed early on for stealing a persona and basically crafting, perfecting the, the street lingo, slang, and lifestyle, and story, background, of a black rapper. And what, what this is typically how it works. This is typically how it works. Vanilla Ice came in there. You said, I came from the hood in Dallas, Texas. Um, I was a gang member. I got shot and, you know, you know um, moved to Miami. None of this shit was true. She was, he was a suburban guy. And I'm not shitting on him, but that, he got exposed for trying to use that. So in order for a rapper to get put on, smart guys realized that it was just some sand bullshit. Chitlin circuit, blackface. And so what they would do is they would do the same thing. You know, I was from the block and I used to pimp hoes and sell crack rocks. I was a, I was a, uh, I owned the corner. I was the king of New York. And uh, all my homies either dead and in jail. You know, I came up from struggle. I had a single mother and I had to do everything I could to feed my daughter. 
Same fucking story. Nah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're what? Cause Sean Blood done. <laughs> Same story. And these ninjas, they weren't any of that. Some of these ninjas went to college and they dropped out to get their record deal. They was in college. Some of these guys were in college and then they got their record deal early on. Then it was, nah, I mean, Sean, word up. Word to the bond. Word is bond. Done. We on. Burn. You know, ignorant shit. Yeah, C, uh, CB4 called it out. And we just reported from the streets. You know what I mean? We really wasn't about that street life. But but then, you know, we just the CNN of the streets. You know, we show everybody what's going on around here. Word to the... Some of these ninjas went to suburban high schools. Suburbs. You know, I just sat around here gangbanging and shooting people. My first time I shot a Uzi was when I was two years old. I, walk up, I woke up with a gun in my crib. All this bullshit, all this bullshit. And a lot of these guys are really intelligent men and are playing a character. They're playing a character. A lot of these ninjas grew up just like you. They didn't grow up hard and wonder where they meals was coming from. They grew up just like you drinking Kool-Aid and, and eating cereal, watching the superheroes. <laughs> right? It is what it is. But they make you dumb down and they make you see, well, I could be that because, you know, my life is kind of like that. And maybe I can go around people like that. And maybe the girls are like guys like that. Girls start having babies by these ninjas. And it's a sad reality. It's a sad reality. And this is more of this programming, this propaganda, this belief that you're less than. And again, go back to the 1950s. You can find classes of, you can go back and look at, you can find classes of African-American blacks that were upper class bourgeoisie educated spoke softly not ignorant women not shaking ass not twerking they conformed they assimilated they were educated they were educated and segregated they had families blacks were more commonly to have families and be married because they needed by necessity people were in shape not overweight oh this whole thick culture this whole thick and booty culture, brand new. The booties weren't this fucking big. All right, you guys are on some propaganda shit. These are inflated, overinflated booties. All right, but then you have the people that they did not want to come in, the Bamas. The Bamas today are the very people that we listen to. Oh, man, they struggle. And if we kill, stop killing each other, if we stop, these are the Bamas that the bourgeoisie, the elites, the assimilated, the blacks. Did not want. But today, that's our story. So if we're not Bamas, if we're not niggas, we ain't even real niggas. We, if you speak right, you wrong. <laughs> it's a, dudes, it's such a psyops of the people. I wish you could see this the way I see it, but you won't. Well, that's the bourgeoisie. They was the elite. They was the talented 10th. That's the NWO. Okay, we was kings too, but we was ignorant kings. Got it. <laughs> so the Bamas are the ones who we emulate. The Bamas are the ones we listen to. Man, if we stop killing each other and just get together and we could do and go to the Jice game and get shot, we emulating the Bamas. That's who we emulate. That's who we learned for the last, since 1980, all the way to the day. We're emulating the Bamas. In these major cities, yes. The intellectual, the upper class, the elite, the educated, the articulate, 
that person is the sellout, the Uncle Tom. That person is looked down beneath all the men who grew up. The women chase the Bamas. The women chase the ignorance. And those are the black people. Those are the real blacks. And that's the new black ass ninjas. Them the new blacks. Them the blacks that migrated to the cities. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up. It's wild. So struggle is synonymous with black. Another psyops. Struggle means less than. Ah, uh, we struggled and we got taken over and redlined and we were ignorant and our education was wacky. We grew up in the projects. We ate syrup sandwiches and we had to shoot people and we sold drugs when we were teenagers and women prostituted themselves. And that's what people didn't want to come to the cities. That's what they didn't want. And that is now the new image of the black male. And female, sexy red, Sukihana, so forth and so on. It's one of these things that you're going to figure out. It's all interconnected in the world we live in of this dating relationship dynamic. And that was pushed onto you. Propaganda, MTV, BET, all that shit pushed onto you. You accepted it hook, line, and sinker, and you created and cultivated your image towards that, and you desire to become that. When we talk about these players and pimps, same thing. When we talk about players and pimps, same thing. Players and pimps is another example of a psyops that was popularized through movies, black exploitation, which is not a pejorative, but black exploitation from the 70s all the way to the mid-80s the last black exploitation movie, the last two were I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, which was a spoof, and Action Jackson, rest in peace to Carl Weathers, Action Jackson was the last black exploitation movie in general. But they pushed this narrative of gang culture and pimp and the Mac and player to make the hypersexual African American the predominant image of black men and women. So when ninjas run around here talking about game and I'm a player and I'm a pimp and I run that pimpism and I'm the Mac daddy and the daddy Mac. How to be a player that is plantation politics that is straight up chitlin circuit propaganda to make you guys pursue that first pursue dominance and game with women first and pursue your purpose last. Am I, am I touching? Am I touching home for some people? So be a player first. If you ain't getting no pussy, if you ain't got no hoes, if you ain't running these hoes, if you ain't putting hoes on the track, there's people on YouTube that take on that persona. I had hoes in the sixth grade bringing me Skittles and non-laters. Pursue that first. Be that first. Become that guy. All propaganda. And you pursued it. You want to become that. You think that that is where you're definition your defining moments are and that comes from the bamas that comes from that culture that that was pushed into these cities and because they weren't able to become who they needed to become they became pimps and players and hustlers and pool hustlers and all of this shit that then became the movies and the soundtracks of the 70s 
in these cities what's going on. And the gang culture and Crips and Bloods in the 80s. And the music of the 90s and 2000s, which came from all of that shit. Bama culture coming into the cities. We cooking y'all ass today. White folks, you part of this too. (laughs) Yeah. But all of this is interconnected. When we connected the bourgeoisie, the articulate blacks that didn't want the Bamas to come in, this is why we're living this world now. We're living it. We're living it. We're, we're defined by it. I'm defined by it. Just for speaking the way I speak, I'm less than black. Because I'm not a player, I'm a lame. Because I don't define myself by women, I don't get no hoes. He don't get no bitches. That comes from propaganda. That comes from the movies. That comes from what they told you to be. And you became it. Mm. Mm. And you became it. Let's get to it. Instead of owning businesses, which, which many people could not. Right? I'm going to get to that single mother tomorrow, potentially. But because I was riffing today, we got to teach y'all. We got to teach you. This is what you need to teach your sons. The hypersexuality of uh, black women came from the plantations. Into pimp culture in the early, in the 20s. A lot of black women didn't want to leave the plantation and the master. A lot of what you see in this jigging and all that stuff, they did all that shit in the plantation. A lot of these women were selected. Some of these women were taken. Some of these women were chosen and chose to be with overseer, massa. Do a little jig, sexy red. Shake your booty, twerk. This shit is not new. You think that's new? Look up Josephine Baker. She was doing the exact same thing. That shit ain't new. (laughs) They was doing that before. There was recorded videos and TVs. And they served their asses up on a platter for 300 plus years. Ain't nothing new. A lot of it was how it was. <laughs> right here. Uh, anyway, and they was doing it. And the only reason you've seen Josephine Baker doing it is because that's when the recorded video recorder came out. They was doing that before that. They was doing buck fighting, and they was doing all that. Girls was shaking they little, t- doing the stanky leg on the plantation. Yes, they were. Master say, come on, girls, come on over here and dance. Here come Beyonce and them. I don't want no, ain't nothing change. Ain't nothing change. You think people just start doing that? Please, it's part of the culture. Part of the culture. Ninjas fighting each other. Buck fighting, now you got boxing, heavyweight champion of the world. Put them ninjas in the ring and box. Let's <laughs> get into it. Let's get into it. It wasn't no whole, oh, 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 follow the North Star. Ninjas was out here participating. And you still participating. We still got today the broken image of the black male via the rapper. 
boxing ninjas fighting. Y'all ninjas fighting in the street. Kimbo slice ass ninjas with no head, with no mob guards. Y'all fighting, trying to make a buck. What do you think was happening? It was the same thing. Same thing. How you gonna make a buck? How you gonna survive? Ninja, I gotta tackle somebody and get some CTE concussions. Here we go. Jack Johnson, all that shit. It's it, it's not new. They were doing that before they was able to recover it. Mm. This didn't just exist when the 1900s turned around. They was like, y'all two ninjas, y'all two big-ass bucks, fight. Who you got? <laughs> Look at these people dance. Look at Chicken George on the harmonica. Boy, these people can really keep a tune. Listen to them. Give them pots and pans. All right, um, we bring in the heat. Ain't nothing new under the sun. Look at these girls dancing, and these girls was 12, 13. Look at these girls dancing, yes. Perhaps I'll have a fun with them, yes. Okay, daddy, yes. <laughs> you don't want to believe it, but yes. Let's get into it. The max, the approachers, the players, let's break it down. So you got this woman right here, this clown. Take a look at this one here. Women are never approached. We got to tell y'all how it came through here. This is your sign to go out this weekend and start some conversations. Talk to women. You got this. I am hanging out with two of my cutest single girlfriends right now, and they are literally talking about if they need to move to meet boyfriends because they never get approached. This is your sign to go out this weekend and start some conversations. Talk to women. You got this. Yeah, you got it. Come on. Just approach. Now, this invitation is being put out by women and guys alike. This woman says men don't shoot their shot. Why men don't shoot their shot? Here we go right here. Why don't men make their move when they see something they like? We live in a day and age where everybody is offended, right? Everyone is offended. Everything that you do and don't do is wrong, right? So if you approach a woman, she's wrong. If you don't approach her, she, you are wrong. We're living in a day and age where we are hypercritical of what men do and don't do right so that's one of the reasons why guys do not approach and shoot their shot to women these days so guys are experiencing fear of rejection we don't really live in a day and age anymore where guys are being encouraged to get get as many numbers as you can highlight as many girls yep. as you can and then the we guys go. come together at the end of the night and they count how many numbers that they get right we don't really live in that day and age yep that day is over that day is over so she's right about that but there's still guys in their 40s and 50s. Come on. And I'm going to tell you where this comes from. Uh, here's a Riz guy. We're going to go to a Riz guy right here, a young Riz guy. Uh, here's a Riz guy right here. Take a look what you see on your screen. There's a young Chad Light on the Jersey Shore, and he's got a couple of uh, Snookies, Snookies walking up. There's a Snooky right there. It appears to be a young Snooky and an old Snooky. Hi. No, yeah, I was just thinking, like, okay. um, don't need all these other pretty faces. Like I need. And I was thinking, like, what's your mind? There's going to be one less lonely girl in this world. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was thinking. So I'll just, like, get your number. This is for TikTok. Well, it's for me. Okay. Because we were vlogging, but I've seen you, and, like, that's what I was thinking. Because I was like, those eyes can't be real. These are, eyes are real. Love. No, they're, they're fake. Real. No, they're real. So is this for, real. and then your number is about to be really <laughs> in there. Wait, what is your name? Noah. Noah, am I going to be on TikTok? You're gonna be in my um my contacts in a okay. second. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing later? Um, we're gonna be here. 
here or here. Yeah, so I'll see you guys there. Yes, of course. Okay, do I get a kiss at least? Oh, sure. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, these snookies right here, I, I believe this is the mother of the daughter. This is the mother of the daughter right here, and there he is perfecting his riz. Of course, young men are horny, so they're like, I'll bang moms, I'll bang mills. This woman's supposedly the mother of the young woman that did not, she walked past like, I ain't got time for these ninjas. All right, and she didn't mind because she's, she's a mother. Right? She's, she likes young men giving them attention right here. And, you know, men, men are horny. <laughs> Love you. All right. So as you see here, a typical young generation Z woman, tattoo sleeve, all in her phone, doesn't need no attention, texting her sugar daddy. She got her feet out, face all breast and bitch face. She just completely ignored the ninja. Guess what? The fat woman, <laughs> all right, came right back. Look. Hi. Look. Look at how the rest and bitch face. All right, here. I'm going to not acknowledge you. Again, they're going to send you out here to deal with this type of thing, and I'm going to show you what they're going to tell you about, is it time to riz these women up? Let me put up my thing right here. Is it time to get your Mac on? So they're going to say it's about confidence. You got to learn these strategies and tactics, $800 course, maybe more. And uh, these women want to be approached. The women are begging you to approach to keep playing this game. But then when you get on out there, here's the resting big fish woman. And look at the mom. She's thirsty and starving for attention. The daughter's hotter than her. But, hey, I'm going to parlay off my daughter. Okay, so here we go right here. There it is right there. That's how the setup works. That's how it is. He called her over. This woman doesn't even respectfully acknowledge the guy. This is where the game's messed up. These women are like, I ain't got time for you. I'm not even going to say hot. Now, again, to be fair, they are recording. They are recording. So, you know, if I was a woman, I wouldn't come over to somebody recording me openly. And everybody, she knows what time it is. You see that? Attitude walking off. No, yeah. Then, just there's the fatter woman. Fatter woman coming over. Yep. Fatter woman, mommy coming over. I know you be like, she ain't fat, coach. All right. Did you see the previous woman? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And he kissed her. <laughs> he kissed her on the lips. Shout out to y'all. Uh, we got another guy right here uh, where Riz matters. Mac lives matters. Riz matters. Uh, this woman here, as you can see here, short haircut. She's a cute woman if you look. She doesn't look very good now. But if you look into her, she has a, some attractive. She has a cute features. Um, and now we have a guy on his job recording Riz. Can I get seven on two? Seven on two? Yes. You watch Twilight? No? Uh, I've seen him before a long time ago. Uh, you got nice eyes. Thank you. Sure. Oh, you got a matching tattoo. You got a crush on your, your finger? I got a crush on my ear. I mean, son. <laughs> yeah, I'm nice. Yeah, brother. I'm going to just let y'all know. That's a big booty. That's a sloppy booty. She's fire. I ain't going to lie. She's, she's fire. She was fire. She thick as hell. She's fire. Hold on. What the yeah, okay. They go uh, Glocktavius. Glocktavius at it. I mean, fire, I don't think so. Thick, I don't think so. All right, but she's doable. She's doable. I'll do her, but hey. All right, but here we go right here. Uh, Keandre, he can't even focus on his job. He got a whole person here at the cash register, but nope. 
I'm yelling at you. Come back. Uh oh. Time to riz. Watch me work. You ready? Watch me work. How you doing? How old you is? All right. How old you is? This is fire right here. And I, I got to say, she got a cute face. But this is fire. I mean, listen. He about to get fired from his job, bruh. She about to get fired from his job. Man, we can't even focus on job. Keandre, do your job, bruh. <laughs> All right, I can't play it because it has uh, copyrighted. But here he is. Okay, we got the Mac, and she's smiling. Ninjas will be like, he got her, coach. He got her. All right, we're going to qualify this. All right, you got a tattoo on your neck. Oh, this is a disgrace. A tattoo on your neck. This is low-hanging fruit, by the way. Tattoo on the neck. She damaged. This woman damaged. As you can see, she is kind of cute in the face. She got the Butch Dyke haircut, if you will, the Lily Lintlicker haircut. She looking for some pipe, easy layup, and he's going to pump and dump her, which is, brings me to the next conversation. Future single mama. <laughs> Future single mama. Now, my question is this. This is my question. We're spending a lot of time getting to know these tactics, right? Is it time to get your Mac on? They're welcoming it. Women want it. Um, men want to know how to meet women. People are telling them, get your life together and make money. Some men are telling you to learn these tactics and strategy. And uh, then what ends up happening, you just um, pumping and dumping her. <laughs> then you're completing the cycle over and over again, completely distracting yourself. Not, you're filling a void, an empty hole. With what? I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, they definitely in the small city at the come and go. Look at that haircut. I mean, our mama still cuts her hair. Fantastic, Sam. Super cut. Uh, but uh, let's talk. Let's take you through it right here. Let's give you a brief history of how we got here. Other than the plantation stuff and the, all of that stuff, we're going to skip ahead. We're going to skip ahead to the pimp culture. And where this comes from, Riz and game. Because people are going to act like this is not happening or we don't know what we're talking about. So first of all, this guy right here is a pimp. I have a pimp in my family. He's now serving lots and lots of years for pimping and pandering in prison. But this is Iceberg Slim, the notorious one. He wrote a book called Pimp and a whole bunch of other uh, he was known as a ruthless pimp. He has the pimp eyes right there. He came around at a time, 60s and 70s. A lot of people today still are inspired by his writings, inspired by his writings. And um, the story of his life was pimp. And he did motivate a lot of people to try to find their way with women, try to understand the psychology of women. And that's what he was writing in his books, how to manage a woman and get into her brain and pimp her mind and not her body. But this is the origins of where this game Riz culture comes from because a lot of things that the pimps do in order to get their women and get them under control and, and get them to submit to them in a sense is related to their charm, charisma, charisma, Riz, and the game. Now, people don't know people don't know is that he has a wife. He, well, he had a wife. Um, he had a wife who died from a drug addiction and I tried to look her up 
His wife, I believe, is a, well, I can't say. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. Um, his wife was a white woman or a J.E.W. jewelry woman who married him. I don't know if she was his bottom beach, but eventually she was the one that got him to publish his writings, get his story, develop, develop it. And it was in the area of the country where a lot of these people were com combining with the Negro to, you know, get them to record stuff and record albums and record music and write. And his white jewelry wife was the one that created his character. And there used to be a photo of her on the Internet, but they have scrubbed this photo. I've actually started to go back and look for it. I should have saved it. But um, let me see. There was a photo of her and him together, but I can't find it. I've actually Googled it before I came on here. He was not the only one. There's very many classic pimps, Fillmore Slim, um, Kenny Red, and all of these guys. They've all had an impact. Uh, Bishop Don Magic Juan. All right, a lot of these people have become part of our culture, and this is because they know something about women that most men don't, and that's why they're attractive to young men. Young men look at these men and say, wow, they know stuff about women that I don't know, so they must, are, they must be good with women. Well, they're good at women at doing something, but a lot of young men get skewed and they take the pimp game into the player game. Now, pimps and players, players and max, these are really two different things. But people then say, if you're good with women, teach me how to get women. Teach me the psychology of women. But what the man does is not make money from it, not start a business or enterprise, not put holes on the track, they use women for their pleasure. This is where the player comes in. This is where they take the pimp game, where game comes from. Pimp game, pimp lane. They take the pimp game and they turn it to a pleasure business, not a business venture. So the pimp is in it for business and money. The player is in it for punani. You see the difference? You see how that can skew off where you're taking what a man knows on how to manufacture and manage women to produce money, and then now you got men using these tactics in the game to get pleasure and be um, Don Juan and be, uh, what was his name? Um, I can't remember his name. Be charismatic like that guy. I can't remember his name, but anyway. Casanova, Casanova. Now you're taking the knowledge and applying it to become better with women to, for pleasure. And that's where the game is being messed up. Now, let me show you and take you down the line. There was a movie, Black Exploitation film, The Mac. The Mac. So when you hear people say they're a Mac, they're sometimes misusing this term. Mac Daddy, Daddy Mac. Sometimes they will say this as an exchange for player. When in fact, a Mac is more synonymous with a pimp, a man of business, not pleasure. But a guy will then teach you the game and teach you to be a Mac for pleasure, which I think is a violation at this particular point. This is not the correct way to use the game or the ism or the pimpism or whatever, the pimpology, whatever people want to call it. The Mac is not really a player like that. In the true essence of the word today, player. So Goldie the Mac was about his business and teaching women the game for him to make some money. 
money. Okay. Let's go here and take you to how to be a player, 1997. So now, now dudes realize they couldn't be a pimp. I don't want to pimp the hoes. I want the hoes to myself. So I'm going to spin plates. I'm going to juggle. This is 1997. So now 1997, you have people saying player. Now player was in the echelon in the, in the player had been around just as long as a pimp in the Mac, but it got kind of transmuted into a, uh, I'm just going to be good with women and I'm going to juggle women and I'm going to finesse women and manipulate lie. And I'm going to, and this movie teaches you that, which is I'm going to teach you how to juggle women, not manage them, but I'm going to mismanage them into a success. I'm going to use my own libido. I'm going to use my own skill to piss off women. <laughs> okay. Which asks, it, you have to ask yourself, what is the true goal of game and riz? Are you just trying to piss off a group of women? Now, are these women cheaters too and manipulative? Yes. So you're trying to out manipulate them and get to what you want. The player is trying to manage multiple relationships. Not pump and dump, not scoring. The player is trying to juggle multiple relationships. And eventually, this becomes your full-time job, your priority. Now, there was another movie called Boomerang, which was, not, which was similar. And they had a lot of similarities where the main character was a player a.k.a. a womanizer, and you believe at this age, and rightly so, this is an important thing for you, and some men want to know how to be a player. They came out with a movie that said how to be a player. How to be a player. Now, it's quite exhausting. There's a lot of stuff that you have to deal with, a lot of managing, a lot of double bookings, a lot of where were you, and it's quite exhausting for a man. This is fun to do. In your early teens. I mean, I mean, you're late to your late, sorry, your mid, your late teens into your early 20s. This seems like a fun thing to do. All right. Yeah, you dirty Mac, you lie to the women, the women, you know, um, slice up your tires. You got to deal with these things. It comes with the territory. So it's less of a it's, it's less of a pimp. A pimp gets his hoes in order. A player has disorder and chaos. <laughs> All right, but he then prides himself and people look up to him and say, wow, how'd you do it? Which leads us to Hitch. Hitch was Will Smith trying to teach a lame, a goofy, how to be a player. That's what Hitch was. So Will Smith played a character, a dating coach, to teach him pickup artistry, essentially, on how to get a relationship, not pump and dump, a relationship with the woman he desires. And he ends up being played like a fool by um, the um, Menendez woman. I think her name is Mendez, whatever her name is. But people do confuse these terms. That thus leads us into this, which is the pickup artist. So the pickup artist was born from these things. So they were born from. So now we're going to get into how the white culture adopted, a.k.a. pulled the whole, pulled the whole, basically, carbon copy and expound and elaborate, is that the word? So white guys basically took the pimp game and player and playerism and documented it. 
they pulled the Elvis Presley on pimps. <laughs> That's what they did. So you had guys before this that probably were writing books. But what you then had was pickup artists, basically, a.k.a. nerds, nerds who psychoanalyzed and were able to bring in red pill data, which was before the red pill, bring in data, charts, terminologies, drag game, uh, um, uh, they, they basically came up with terms that didn't exist, and they basically came up with terms that you can use that to define it so as to make the game sellable. Now you can sell this game. Before, the game was to be sold, not told, right? But, of course, then we're going to market it and sell it. So you hear things like, um, I hear these phrases that just make me cringe, all right? But it's very nerdy. But people will say it works, yeah, peacocking, uh, dread game, uh, uh, mystery method, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> cold approach, right? These, these are all things that, you know, they basically took a nerd approach, a scientific approach to game. So they, they defined all these terms where they can then say, well, you do this and you can... So the game was made by Neil Strauss, was written by Neil Strauss. And it is one of the, it's a good book, but as you can see, it's uh, formulated as a Bible. Neil Strauss, New York Times bestseller. He went mainstream, mainstream. Alpha body, yeah, body game. Uh, these, yeah, mode one. These are all phrases that they were able to then market, market and package and these people claim to have been former pimps and former hustlers and former players. And I had high body count and I had these hoes. But then they just took a nerd approach to it. Negging the girl, neg the girl. Yeah, neg. That's another, that's another example of a nerd approach, a definition for a strategy where you neg the girl. Backhanded compliments. These are all these um. These are all these things that came from the pickup artistry, which came on the heels of pimp game, player, uh, uh, pimpism, ism, uh, pimpology, and player. And if anybody wants to doubt me, Neil Strauss wrote the game in 2005. In fact, How to Be a Player came out in 1997. So people will say I'm wrong on this one. But the movie How to Be a Player preceded the pickup culture, preceded Neil Strauss, preceded Mr. Remethor, preceded the PUAs. It was prior to. So to me, it's just basically you just taking this culture and making it um, a marketable, sellable thing there, the game. And people live to this day on the game. They live to this day on game, the game, that book by Neil Strauss. Then you got Mystery Method, which is um, another type of strategy by a guy named Mystery that talked about Things like this, learning the mystery method, walking to a club with a smile, select the target, a woman you want to seduce in a group, follow the three-second rule. This is kind of the nerdology of it, okay? When you see, this has had nothing to do with pimp culture and player culture now. Follow the three-second rule. When you see a woman you're interested in, approach her within three seconds. If you wait longer, approach a group confidently. Ignore your target, nagging. Ignore your target, okay? So you craftily ignore the target. So you, you... You, you make the, t the target aware of you, and then you somehow talk away from her, talk over her. You look the other way, and, you, and, and she's trying to keep interest. These are all things that people swear up and down for right now. And in a different culture, yes. Uh, here it is. Further provoke your target with a neg. 
a backclapping compliment, a vague insult, a neg, negging. So instead of saying, oh, you're hot, you give her a backhand compliment and you see if it works. I'm going to show you this in real time. Um, isolate your target. Look for indicators of interest. Now, this is to me, these formulas to me is, is a little too much. It's a little too much. Like, you know, you have to be socially awkward to need something like this. Sometimes this charisma is sometimes, you know, I'm a little charming guy. So I probably do this inadvertently. But it's a lot. Uh, you you ignore your target. What is it right here? You look for indicators of interest. Uh, you demonstrate an interesting skill like a magic trick or an ESP test to impress her or intrigue her. Once you get three indicators of interest, try to go try to get her to kiss you by saying, "Would you like to kiss me?" Then you keep her wanting more. Yeah, man, I'll pass on all this. Now, I don't I never have needed any of this. I've been quite successful with women. I've been I've never had a problem. Ninja, I actually got a woman to marry me, but this is it's it's a lot. It's a lot. So, this is where I take you to the nerdology of it. Yeah, I'm a natural. Like I'm already flamboyant, cocky, conceited, way too much. So, I'm but some people use this. Some people use this and a lot of people became very prominent on this Riz game and all this stuff. And it sells. It sold for quite a long time. It did make men angry and mad. But again, it's like, what is the point? You're just trying to get laid. Okay, so you're doing a lot to get laid. Because it was not about relationships. It was not about, it was not about pimping them. It became about pleasure. And then people became predatory with it. Let me show you this. 2007 TV series, The Pickup Artist which mystery was featured in right here. So the mystery method, which I just quoted, mystery is right here centered with the pickup art artist. And if you ever watch these episodes, it's full of cringe, cringy shit. You know, for a person like me, this is super duper cringy. I guess if you're socially awkward, maybe not, but it became about flamboyance, painting nails and wearing vests and, you know, certain attire. And look, I mean, take a look, take a look. Mystery centered there in the middle. And none of this is disrespect, but this is just, right yeah it's a numbers game this is all like pua pua let me show you right here this is neil strauss right here just so you can see right here this is neil strauss on he went mainstream on the jimmy kimmel show with jessica alba so neil strauss is going to run game the game on jessica alba now if you know the book and you've studied this and not a lot of people have she's going to do and the comment section is going to validate he's going to do everything he can to successfully game Je uh, Jessica Alba. Watch it right here. Fair use. Alba is here. Brad Paisley is coming up. Our next guest writes for the New York Times and Rolling Stone. He's written books on Marilyn Manson, Janet Jameson, and Motley Crue. His latest, The Game, details his journey into the secret world of pickup artists. He knows how to do it, and he's here tonight to try to seduce me. Please say hello to Neil Strauss. Now, let, let's just qualify. Neil Strauss is very wealthy. He sold a lot of dating coaches. He sold a lot of books. He wrote books before he wrote the game. So he got this and used this angle of being able to publish and write and jumped in at a perfect time to write the game. So he wrote other books before he wrote the game, and they just announced that. But there's Neil Strauss there. 
very small, skinny guy, unassuming. He's got a T-shirt over a dress shirt, a uh, ball. So with, with that being said, I'm not, I'm not putting him down, but what I'm saying is he's basically going to say, if I can do this, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. That's basically what he's saying. And then he got to the point where he took the pimp game and the player game and, science, and, and made it scientific, nerded it out, and then sold it to a massive group of people that black pimps and players could not reach. This is just the basics of it. Uh, let's play the video. Hello, Neil. Now, hey. did you just do something magical to Jessica when you touched her, or was that? I'm uh, taken out. You're taken out? Oh, yeah, sure you are. Oh. You're, ta- you're not that taken, though. Nobody's that taken. <laughs> I just say that's, that's the best way. You're right. Girl, you know what? Is a good, oh. You know what? That's the whole lesson of it. Is guys are always begging and pleading and being too available. And the best way to get someone is to pretend like you don't want it. Right? Yep. Is that right? Because no one, like, everyone likes a challenge, men or women. You want to have to work for it, otherwise it has no value. I see. So you say like, you say like, I think you're absolutely disgusting if you meet somebody. <laughs> you know what, man? It's sometimes better than a generic compliment. Really? So you are able. I read an article which you like, kind of like picked. Up, did you? You got Britney Spears's phone number, didn't you? True. True. <laughs> yes. So how, how did you manage that? I was doing this interview with her, and it was all those yes, no, I don't care answers that she's kind of known for a little bit. And the gear just flipped in my head. I decided, you know what, the game has worked on everyone I've ever met, whether, really? whoever they are. So I just decided, started running it on her. And it's not hitting on her. It's showing you're interesting. It's, you know, being playful, teasing, and also, like, uh, just being more interesting than everyone else out there. Uh-huh. And so I started telling her about her body language. More interesting than Kevin Federline? I don't think so. <laughs> that would be quite a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you read her, what do you say you read her right, body like language? Like her eye movements, her body language, say what it means about her. One of these guys in this book, this guy named Ross Jeffries, who Tom Cruise's character is based on a magnolia, says one of the rules is demonstrate authority over her world. All right, and so right now, he's, he's doing a lot of his tactics right now, and uh, definitely people who follow him are recognizing his tactics. And if you understand this game theory, and stuff like that is very cultish. And a lot of the guys are doing like, they're either like cult leaders, religious leaders, former pimps, hustlers, even the guy, even mystery method, magician, right? So there's some magic tricks. I'm going to show you a magic trick. I'm going to tell you an ESP chart. So they're using a lot of psychology to get an advantage over the women. You see this, right? You see this, right? Now people are saying creepy, sound gay and all that. But a lot of guys... He sold a lot of books to a lot of guys right here. And uh, what he does right here, if you're noticing, what is he doing here? He said um, he's ignoring. Yeah, he intellectualized it for the masses and sold it and packaged it up. It's basically the street pimp game packaged up, psychoanalyzed with a little psychology, a little trickery, deception, and a little bit of uh, sci- you know, social science. So what is she doing right now? He's ignoring her. He's, remember, if you go back to mystery method, right here, it says right here, select the target you want to seduce. It says walk in, walk into the club with a smile. This is not the game, though. Select the target. Follow the three-second rule. When you see a woman you're interested in, approach her, okay? But this is more, it says right here, approach confidently, start the conversation, then ignore your target. Boom. He's got her back. to. So this is part of the game. This is what they teach you when you talk about Riz, and I'm giving this to y'all right now. Now he's ignoring her. He engaged her. He immediately addressed her. Now he's in the interview with his back to her. People eat this shit up, by the way. 
People eat this up. They're like, it's working. It's working. And it is working. All right, here we go right here. So I started telling her about herself and breaking it down. Oh, and really? then I did a little bit of uh, mind reading, a little bit of magic. And then she said, can we shut off the tape deck? And she started just sort of gushing and unloading. And at the end of the interview, uh, she said, I'd like to exchange phone numbers. And that's when I realized that kind of worked. Now, you know By the way, there's a guy here in this space. I never really say his name, but I don't have any beef against him. He comes from this. He's a you know social scientist guy. He talks a lot about charts and data. He's very good at that. I, I can't watch it, but he comes from that. You can name him in the chat, but he comes directly from the lineage of the PUA. And there's a group of guys now that are or were very prominent as a young group of men that talk about this guy as being the top tier guy that came directly from Neil Strauss. Neil Strauss, this guy, and then this podcast is basically using the same formula from Neil Strauss. All right, so this is, this is a direct lineage of what you're seeing when you start hearing things like masculine frame and spinning plates. When you start hearing shit like this, this is where it comes from. This is where it comes from. All right, this is the same lineage. All right, anyway, uh, here we go right here. Uh, y'all can't, can't figure it out. You know, she's at home right now, maybe nursing the baby. She's going, oh, that. Ninja saying I'm hating. How did I hate? I didn't even say his name. I told you an accurate fact, and you're talking about hate. I just told you an accurate fact. <laughs> What's wrong with you niggas? I mean, some of y'all are weirdos. It's a fact. It came, he comes directly from this lineage. And he still exists today. How was that hate? Y'all sad. Y'all some sad ninjas. Anyway, that was a fact I told you. What's wrong with you softies? <laughs> How big of a fact does that have to be to be hate? Wow. Unbelievable. That did not happen. Oh, that I did not. Yeah. So, so that happened. I, I read her mind and she ran. She looked in the mirror and she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Well, and so how'd you get mixed up with these guys? Um, I was, I, I did some awesome things. Like I was, a, I did a book on Motley Crue and mm -hmm. I would sit around and watch them having all the fun. I was the guy who didn't have a date in high school. Oh. And I figured for college, I decided to go to Vassar College because it's a girl's what? school. I figured my odds were better there. Wait no. a minute. <laughs> did you dress like a woman, like in Bosom Buddies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my Lord. All right, so this is the guy that has whipped up a culture of pickup artists. This is the main guy. You have Roosh V. You have this guy. He's the leader. He's the ring leader. If you want to say one of these guys are the ring leader, this guy's the god of PUA. Okay? This the guy's the god of PUA. I'm not dissing him or hating. I'm just letting you know, this is, came from pimp and player culture. Directly. Direct line. Repackaged it. Scientified it. And this the guy who can't, <laughs> who couldn't get a date in high school who went to an all-girls school to increase his odds with, with girls. You see what I mean? And he started off by watching Montley Crew live their life out, and he wanted to be the guy. Okay. Me and Tom Hanks. Uh -huh. and, uh, and still nothing. No girlfriend, no dates. Nothing. Really? So I figured all was not lost. I'm going to be this rock writer, go on the road with Motley Crew, have that backstage pass around my neck where... Anything can happen in this world, right? Right. And Tommy Lee was the only person I kissed. Oh, you kissed Tommy Lee? No tongue. 
I did forget to read the sheet. Somebody said, Psych Hack uses CGA's content nearly verbatim just with big words. Psych Hacks, you need to shout me out. Oh, by the way, I was going to say this. Have you noticed I'm one of the only people who d- people will not, they refuse to do reaction videos on me. I'm talking about Melanie King, MTR. I'm calling y'all niggas out. Y'all act like I don't exist. Psych Hacks, whatever podcast. Man, y'all act like I don't exist in this space. Y'all won't play my videos because you know they're going to come over here. You know I'm shadow banned. You know I'm in the basement with a red Srenline stapler. I'm the only one. Nobody says, hey, watch what CGA says. And why is that? That I'm I'm really crazy. It's really wild as fuck. It's wild. But I had to go there. <laughs> they just be acting like I ain't out here existing. But let's get back to it. I did forget Tariq Nasheed. He should be recognized. He should be recognized. Tariq Nasheed was a guy who did these books and he was playing a character. He was playing a character and all of that shit. Uh, But they all say the same shit that I say. Y'all all all know what peace leave is. Nobody reacts to my shit and I'll be on YouTube seven hours a day. How's that possible with eight channels? It's wild as hell. I'm like, what is that? Acknowledge me. Acting like they know who? CGA? Who? 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 You know who the fuck I am. (laughs) But they want to go around me knowing that. Why? Why? But y'all using my terminology. Why is this? Straight jacket. Why? Y'all goofy with this shit, man. I'm tired of y'all. I'm tired of y'all with this shit. Uh, what's his name? Poor man podcast. All of them, all of them don't want to. Oh, we ain't go review CGA. Acting like I don't exist. The only few people that do, you know what time it is. All of them. Poor man podcast. You too. All of y'all. Y'all just imitators, but y'all watch my fucking show. Stop. All <laughs> right. Unbelievable. That's some real ass, dirty macking ass, player hating ass shit. For real. <laughs> but anyway. Let's get back on it. Let's get back on it. Where are we at? Where are we at? <laughs> here we go right here. This y'all guy. He's now claiming, he's now claiming that the only person he kissed was Tommy Lee. The drummer from Motley Crue. All right, I'm not dissing the guy. I'm just showing y'all. This rock writer going road with Motley Crue had that backstage pass around my neck where anything can happen in this world, right? Right. And Tommy Lee was the only person I kissed. Oh, you kissed Tommy Lee? No tongue. (laughs) But after that, I figured, you know what? Some guys have it, some guys don't. Uh Uh-huh. And then I discovered these guys and kind of got taken under their wings. Why'd you kiss Tommy Lee, by the way? Yeah, it sounds like it's like the wrong It was on the cheek. It was on the cheek, okay. So no no action in the... All right, so there's a a symbol there. 
So he. So no. All right. So there it is right there. Here we go. Body language. They're going to acknowledge that he successfully uh, ran game on Jessica Alba. Now, right now, she's not feeling him because he just admitted to kissing Tommy Lee. But here we go. No action in the, the whole Motley Crue tour. You wrote about Jenna Jameson, right. the um, adult film star. Right. Nothing there? Nothing really. Nothing there. And so you get in with these guys, the pickup artists. Right. And they teach you. What are like, if you could give us like just a few, like the broad strokes of how this works, what are they? God, so literally... Actually, could you try it on... Jessica, would you mind? All right, here we go. I wouldn't try it on a Please talk show. I didn't, I didn't learn talk show game. Oh, is but, there a different game? That's a, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There, there's, an, there's this idea that, you know, someone's beautiful, you got to hit on them or something. But in L.A., everyone's beautiful. Everyone beautiful comes to L.A. to try and make it, right? So if you're beautiful, so what? You got lucky in the gene pool, right? So if I was to ask you to name three things about yourself that would make me want to get to know you better, and none of them can be about your looks or what you do, what would they be? Um... Oh, I'm loyal, right? Um, reliable, right? And <laughs> I said they can't be a lot of looks. And uh, and hardworking. That's awesome. Maybe we can hang out. No, but see, the whole that's awesome. And the whole, the whole thing about this, and those are great qualities. The whole thing is, guys are always trying to sell themselves to women. They're always trying to. Sell All right, and so here it is, right there. He negged her. He negged her again. All right, but now he's going in, and he has her attention. She's tilting her head. You know. She's ready to listen now because he's an authority. He's sitting up high. He's leaning in now. And so if you look at people who know him, they're going to say it's working now. Say brag about themselves and say what they do for a living. And instead, you kind of got to flip the script, make someone who has absolutely no interest in you, start selling themselves to you. And that's like one of the pieces. Wow. But thanks for playing along. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, was that, well, did you it, feel I, like that was effective? In I, a way? I felt like that's just what um, intelligent people that, um, I don't know, that talk to me do. They don't care so much about the physical and they do exactly. actually look for more than that. And no, so when no, there's a the guy- All right, so look right now, body language, she's leaning in. She's went from her hands in her lap. Now the hands up on here. So they're saying it's working. Okay, so that- <laughs> Well, yeah, she set up. That, uh, so she set up now. She was leaning back, now she set up that do go further than hi yeah you're crazy right. yeah. <laughs> um you know yeah you have to look for more than that because yeah. at the end of the day it doesn't last forever like she's blame she's blushing now i told Everybody you you had a cute old. top that was like something oh, like i thought that. you wanted to wear it oh. <laughs> like i wasn't sure with that yeah so she assumed i was gay does this work for you oh, she look at that she she's she giggling now <laughs> you know what? Some of the stuff I have a friend who reviewed it for uh, a magazine, and he said half the stuff would work. There's this idea of negs, the playful backhanded insults. Oh, those those he said would be very effective. And, and it's all it's all basic human nature. The, the idea that the one guy, a guy named Mystery, taught me something called. Now she's swinging her foot. There's mystery at the top. She now she's swinging her heels. Castring theory. <laughs> now does he go up to the women and say, "Hi, my name's Mystery." He does. And that wow. worked for him. Well, that, that sounds like one of Michael Jackson's friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing is, they all have to make nicknames because they're all online posting their entire sex lives and their fears and insecurities online. So you make up these names because you want to meet a gir- girl and, and have her Google you and find out you've been up to all this stuff. Right. No. So, yeah. so this names. is all like internet savvy. Look at that. How's she leaning in now? You see that? She got her elbow on the other chair. So for people watching this that knows his books, they're reading these signs as he's he's winning. He's doing now it. I mean, it doesn't seem splendiferous. It doesn't seem spectacular, but they're reading these as a win. Now, I'm going to talk about that here in a minute.
game playing. Right, because where did, this is this is like revenge. That's the like nerds. the future of dating. Right, and these are the guys. All guys when they're frustrated, they go to the internet, right. and then they learn this, and then it's like you'll see a club. When they're not them. looking at Jenna Jameson, then they can go in these chat rooms. <laughs> right. Look at her hand. Look at where her hand is. Now she's crossed the boundary. So these are things that people look for as if you're getting closer in with women. Are you engaging her? You see that? She's comfortable. She's crossing over. She's she's not slumped down. She's set up. She's at attention and so forth and so on. Somebody said IO at IOIs. These are going to be um uh these are going to be indicators of interest. Some people will say, um, some people will say, um, sorry, it slips in my mind. Things slip my mind. Um, choosing signals. Choosing signals, right? So these are all things that they scientifically have come up with to be able to disarm the woman. Instead of walking up saying, hey, um, what's your phone number? So there it is right there. These are IOIs, indicators of interest. And from, for all conventional wisdom, these seem to be indicators of interest. Any night, you can go down there and you'll see these guys. They're all doing this stuff called peacocking. They're all standing out. They're all using the same routines. And it's like the what guys... What is peacocking? Peacocking. <laughs> they have their own language, by the way. And I'll, I'll get a call from a guy and he'll say, style was my name. And I'll say, hey, I was uh, in a two set and I was trying to, to neg the target, but I got IOIs from the obstacle. Should I have DHV'd or DLV'd? Assuming she was an SHB 11. And that'll mean something. Yeah, wow. but it means you guys are nerds. Totally, totally nerds. So even... <laughs> So even Jimmy Kimmel, fair use, called it out. Sounds like you're nerds. And that's exactly what I called it. And that's not a put down. Let me go back and rewind it. This is what the PUA industry, Mystery, Neil Strauss, Bruce V, you know, this is what they've crafted and they've perfected from the pimp player game. And now they've made it nerd so that I can tell you this playbook. You hear this? And Jimmy Kimmel was able to call it out. Sounds like some nerd dorky ship. And not a put down, but it's true. It is nerd dorky ship. However, it is effective for people who are analytic. Peacocking. Peacocking. <laughs> they have their own language, by the way. And I'll, I'll get a call from a guy and I'll say, style was my name. And I'll say, hey, I was uh, in a two set and I was trying to, to neg the target, but I got IOIs from the obstacle. Should I have DHV'd or DLV'd? Assuming she was an SHB 11. And that'll mean something. Yeah, but it means you guys are nerds. Totally. totally And even say he says totally. Even say he says totally. It's so true. These are the guys who were like playing Warcraft a month ago. And now they're playing Warcraft but, or whatever the game is, but in the clubs with real people. See, that, see, he even admits, and again, people will say it, it was hating, but he, he even admits these were guys, booger eaters in the basement. These are recess chin guys. These are men playing World of Warcraft. These are men playing Call of Duty. Now they're at the nightclub. So even he admits what I said earlier, that yes, this is a nerdy way to, um, to produce and sell game to guys who were analytic, nerdy, um, maybe socially awkward, and get them to be successful with women. So even he admits it, right? So he's not even running away from it. Uh, he's saying, yes, this is true. And somebody said even in black, black dating coaches were probably, um, they were not happy with these guys taking this in this direction, right? Because they started getting credit for being, you know, uh, the top thinkers of this type of information. They started getting credit. Oh, these guys know how to do it. And they, but some of these guys, players, pimps, 
black dating coaches were already talking about this prior, like Rom Wills and Alan Roger Curry and Tariq Nasheed. They were already prior to the dating coaches. They came around around the same time. So they were already discussing it, but these guys were getting the credit. These guys were going mainstream with the message that, for all intents and purposes, charismatic guys, men who were trying to, you know, uh, finesse women, black women in particularly, they weren't getting the credit. So you see, they're even admitting it. It's not hate. Well, and so, and so, but did, like peacocking, is this like showing off? Peacock, or? Yeah, peacocking is like the way a peacock. What kind of girls does this work on? Like, what kind of girls are Britney they Britney Spears. <laughs> no, no, here's the thing. Britney Spears in an interview, but what kind of chicks are these guys pulling on yeah, Sunset right. Boulevard? Yeah, right. Good, very good question, question, Jessica. Thank you. What kind of girls? Are they? <laughs> See, it, it works, right? The truth is, it works. I went kind of all over the world when I was kind of in disguise as this and did it. Every country, and, and the same stuff works Really? The same social dynamics. Here, should I give you the, like, the basic broad strokes? Yeah, real quick. Give us the broad strokes, yeah. All right. So instead of walking right up to the person you're interested in and hitting on her right away, mm -hmm. you approach the whole group. You win over the group of people. Mm -hmm. You almost push her away a little bit. If she's hit on a lot, Physically you sort of, shove her? Uh, mentally. <laughs> yeah. All right. You say, oh my God, is she always like that? How do you hang out with her? Oh my God. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of pushing her away. You're showing your friends that you're not hitting on her. And you went over her friends and you'll slowly went her over. That's the basic. All right. And so you saw this earlier with the mystery, mystery method. All right. So that's basically what he said. Approach the group confidently. Start a conversation with the script pickup line. It looks like the party's over here. Then ignore your target. Then try to isolate your target. Look for inter uh, IOIs. And then uh, once you get three IOIs, then kiss her. We're going to talk about this in a minute. Uh, but there it is right there. Um, part of what the now guys that are teaching you how to riz and spit game and do these things, this is kind of what they're trying to convince you to do in the era of women want to be approached. Basic idea, but they have literally they have this mapped out to a T. Guys will drop out of school. They'll drop out of college. I don't recommend it. Wow. But they'll do that to learn this. That's how obsessed That's they deep. are. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's good. A lot of guys spend time like learning to play blackjack or something. Right. This seems a lot more fun than blackjack. Because right, what do you want the money for anyway? Yeah. And why isn't your picture on there? Because, see, if I was you. All right. So um, he's going to tell him, ask him why he's not a, his picture's not on it. And uh, if you look at the comment section of this video, a lot of people are eating it up. And particularly people pointed out several points of the video where he successfully gamed her right here. All right. So. Touch her. Was uh, that? Oh, damn. It won't pause. All right, but anyway, I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. Now, let's talk about then, yeah, this was uh, 20 years ago. Let's talk about where this is now going to extend from. Where is this going to go? So men are learning how to be good with women in the era of 20 years ago. You weren't going to get a Me Too. You weren't going to get some of the things that you're worried about. You don't have women that have social media. There was no social media at that point. You know, people use their social circle. They use bars and nightclubs. And then people start asking, where, where, well, I don't want to go to bars and nightclubs. Typically, this game approach centered around big social gatherings, bars and nightclubs. That's where it's centered around. But there could be other places that you can do it. And this then brings in the cold approach. But let me show you this. Let me show you this. Here's a pickup coach right here. And uh, he's going to use um, some old school cold approach um so i hope you enjoy it and if you want to see some more stuff from me then uh, click the link below and check out my infield product effortless excuse me sorry 
It's going to sound a little bit cheeky. Okay. But um, I walked past you. Okay. And I thought you looked really nice. Okay. So I <laughs> wanted you. to say hello. Hi. I tell you, I tell you what I noticed about you. What's your name? Natalia. Natalia? Yeah. Okay. You're very Russian, I think. I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been to Russia. Okay. But when I think of Russia, I think of like snow. Mm -hmm. And lots of very tall people. No, that's not true. Okay. And everybody drinks vodka. Way too much vodka. Okay. Yeah? It's not true. It's not true. I don't drink water at all. What do you drink? Whiskey. Whiskey? Yeah. That's such a man's drink. That's such a man's drink, whiskey. Oh, what, what, do you, what kind of whiskey do you drink? Uh, don't have a specific, but probably not, not Jack Daniels. But Jack Daniels is very sweet, but you drink like malt whiskey. Um, sorry, sorry? Malt whiskey. What do you mean? Like a uh, single malt? Ah, yeah, just without, without problem. Yeah. yeah. All right, and so now what do you see here? This is not the common interaction that you're going to see. I don't care where you are going to go. So this then invited a group of men to teach men how to be successful with women. However, they started to fake and run skits on men. This is obviously a fake interaction. It's a fake interaction. So then the successful dating coaches, obviously this nerd for sure, is not going to be able to do this in real time. Ninja, no way, not with the camera in the back. And this happened so often that it created a group of men called MGTOW. If you want to know where MGTOW came from, it came from PUAs, right? Because these men either watched this or bought into it, tried it in real life and got snuffed. And they became men who said, I'm going my own way. If you understand where MGTOW come from, some of them come from men who were former purchases of game pickup guys. So now you got this bullshit going on. She can't show her. She's, she's not, she's frozen over there. She ain't showing. She's not, she's not trying to get around the ninja. She ain't trying to walk ahead. She's just going to stop in her tracks. I just was waiting for somebody to approach me and they became to be scammers. So now the, now the identity of the pickup artist is a scammer. So when you see people call people out on PUAs, scammer. Because these people started doing this shit, right? And it's, it was so apparent, but gullible men, nerds, people that were playing Worlds of Warcraft, people that were reading the game books, started thinking these were real. But nobody in their right mind is going to be able, let me see if he kisses her. Okay, here go the phone number. Yeah, right in the middle of the, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's okay. me. Nobody ever was going to believe this shit. But somebody, some people believed it. And they were like, okay, I'm going to go out there and cold approach. Okay, cold approach 100 women. 100. Well, when you have a group of women saying nobody approaches us anymore, what's happening is the cold approachers stopped approaching. The PUAs, the pickup artists, the industry died. So there were men cold approaching them. Now there's none because pickup artistry has died. The men that were getting gassed up to do this these men discovered that we're not going to do this anymore for a variety of reasons. But you do have a new group of men, which are Gen Z. So Gen Z men are now watching young men who are handsome, attractive, muscular, confident, social media, content creators. And they're watching these men do the same thing. But now it's with Tinder. It's with Bumble. It's with seeking arrangements, trying to get them. So men have figured out Me Too, uh, cold approach, rejection, nerd that you got called out. You you hit zero out of one hundred. Pookie still does, but 
a lot of guys are now switching to online. So I'm going to show a guy, Austin Dunham. He's not an enemy of mine. He's definitely a good guy I relate to. I'm going to show him not to try to embarrass him, but I'm going to show a video. Austin Dunham, a fit guy, young, handsome, pause. And now he's going to show, and they do quite a lot of these videos. He has a group of men that are very popular here on YouTube that show you now how to take this game approach onto the internet, dating apps, which Neil Strauss did not have. The mystery method did not have. PUAs did not have online game. In fact, PUAs will still tell you to get offline. Old dating coaches will tell you, get offline. All right, so now we're going to go over here to the younger guys and show you. And the reason why I'm showing Austin's video is because this young woman is going to show you where the disadvantages change, right? This is where the game has changed. Where this woman here, I played this video before, fair use. This woman's going to show you where the disadvantage now is, where Neil Strauss, I don't know if he's written about this, where women get way more attention than they did in public. Now, you used to be able to walk up to a woman in public and she got no attention. Now, let me play this video right here. Uh, fair use. So where are you flying in from? <laughs> I will drop my phone. <laughs> you told me you were a mobile agent. Mobile agent? Yeah, so you were gonna come fly to cast me. I am casting you, I'm casting oh, okay. right now. Mm. Trying to get to know you, people. So what's your name? Alexis. Alexis, all right. Hey. Alexis, you are, or have used dating apps, right? Yes, I've used one. Only one? Mm -hmm. Fair use. And what is that? What is it? Tell Tinder. Me. Tinder, okay. Yeah. Tinder. Don't be ashamed, it's Tinder. I know, I know. Everybody has used Tinder, I've mentioned this. Even girls, I told y'all that too. So. Yes, all girls are on all dating apps. All girls are on all dating apps, even seeking arrangements. They're on all of them. They're on Instagram, which is the biggest dating app in the world. Trust me, they're on all of them. Now, now they'll be off and on, but they're on all of them. Oh. Basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a little dive in Alexis's Tinder because I wanna see how dudes be sliding in, you know, like girls messages. And I'm sure y'all are curious too, because, mm. you know, we see our friends' messages, but we really don't see from the other's point of view. And I'm just curious to see how cringy and desperate and weird these dudes be sliding in. So, right. okay, you ready? Okay. I wanna see it. Yeah. All right, we got a Tinder pulled up. It's lagging because she has that many matches. They're not matches. They, that many people. They're likes. Okay. We haven't matched. Likes. There's a likes few. Likes match. Your phone about to die too. Come on. Get to the. I'm not okay. Here we go. Right. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. We just start from the top. What? No, I'm talking not. No, give it a second. Okay. Be good. All right. We got. I go through this. Oh, you go through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come I on, come on, come on. Get to it. Go ahead. She All right, let me stop it right here. This is where I wanted to pause it. So you take a look at the young lady. She's not bad. She's young. She's, you know, um, she probably is no more than 22. And she has Tinder. And uh, I wish I could play the whole video, but it got music in the background. Take a look at what's going on here. Take a look at what's going on. So this is the average American woman. Of course, somebody said Neil Strauss is retired. He should be because, I mean, he would have to come back and explain this shit. Because this is an average woman on Tinder. Oh, you can't see it. You can't see it. Take a look at the amount. Oh, shit, it's cut off on my screen. Can y'all see that? 
on the right, it says 9,999 likes. Right there. You can't see it. I'm hovering over it next to Zedric. You can't see the number. I wish you could see it. What's going on with my screen here? 9,999 likes. This is an average girl's Tinder. It doesn't say 999 plus. It says 9,000. It don't even say the accurate number because it says plus. 9,999 plus likes. Plus, that includes the 165 matches and the 18 messages. 18. Out of 9,000 likes, she messaged 18 people. You see this? Now, this is where the game has changed slightly because now all these things, attention, backhanded compliments, um, you know, IOIs, it tends to work differently now because now you have a group of women that came up where this is their norm. Gen Z, this is their norm. Attention is their norm. So now you have to be a little bit more crafty and clever with your pickup game and riz because they've already been riz. Now, some women want this still in real life. They're like, this is just artificial. I can't manage this. I'm overwhelmed. This doesn't include hinged and bumble. This doesn't include seeking arrangements or Instagram DMs. This doesn't Instagram DMs. Okay. So, and she's like, hey, it's just a part of my life. Just a part of my life. It says what? How many matches? 360. I see a different. Oh, I see. It says, oh, I, can, I see. I do see 396 matches. But, okay. New matches, 165. But there's 396 matches, and she's only messaged 18. 18. Uh, there you go right there. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, they do, did go through, go through some of the DMs and the messages and stuff like that. And she said, basically, I'm quite embarrassed. She didn't even respond to any of these messages. So the 18 matches, she hasn't even responded. So these are young men trying to get their game in. One says, hey, Noodlehead. The other one says, you look pretty with your hairdo. The other one says, I'm down to be really good friends. Another one says, buenos dias. This one says, so this means if I follow you, these young men are encouraged to keep this conversation going, right? It'll work. It'll work. It'll work, right? But this is what you're up against, and people are developing strategies and tactics around this. So let's go back to the beginning. If you got a group of women that have experienced this and now wish that men approach them genuinely, let's go play this woman. I am hanging out with two of my cutest single girlfriends right now, and they are literally talking about if they need to move to meet boyfriends because they never get approached. Never get approached, you say. So this isn't, does this include dating apps? Does this include Tinder, Instagram, DMs? We know that there's that's happening. This is, what is never approached? Never approached by pickup artists, never approached by the type of guys I like, never approached. What does this mean? Well, this woman's a dating coach. Follow me at this place and I'll give you, send me your email, I'll give you tips. They're preying on men that are probably going to have a low level of success. They're preying on men that are probably going to have a low level of success. That's just the reality of it, unfortunately. 
And they're doing this manipulating. They're manipulating the hell. So instead of manipulating the broads, you're manipul they're manipulating the men. This is just my opinion. And we can see it as facts. So after all the books are sold, all the courses, after all the, the YouTube videos that you watch and you finally get your game up, sometimes it'll work, most times it won't. And you learn all the things and you neg the broad and you isolate her and you realize the choosing signals and the IUIs and the you peacock. You just spent all this time and you still broke at the end of it. And what, what you're going to end up with is this. The, the one you're going to end up with is this. This is who you're going to get the call back from. Right here. She bad. She hot. She fire. That's going to be your one with the super cut. Meanwhile, you ain't got your shit right. Your whole life is a disaster, dumpster fire, but you can tell me about this game. It's, it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, where do these young men go? Now, I'll give you a strategy. It's the free agent lifestyle. It doesn't mean to isolate yourself again, uh, from women, but it does mean that you have to have your priorities straight so that you're not out here being misguided by men that may be trying to sell, sell to you. They're making their money. But you got the cold approach. You got all of these tactics that people are saying, game, it works. My question is this. What did it work? What worked? <laughs> okay. Watch this. This is my last point. Because I got, I, got I got a flatback Supreme coming back. Tell me what worked. When you say it worked, let's go back. They're saying this worked. He successfully negged and got body language. There's the body language. You see this? Guarded. She's hiding behind the couch. Then later on, she's sitting up. But what worked? He's, he's somewhat shy and bashful. That's a strategy. There's this right here. They're going to say this worked. What worked? Did he fuck her? Did he marry her? Did he date her? Did he bend her over the couch after the show? Did he put her in his rotation? Is he spinning plates? Did he catch the herb dirt? What worked? <laughs> okay, he had a conversation. She opened up. Okay, I'll give you that. I'm going to give you that. He got a conversation. But what else? Did he, did he put his face between her legs? Did he skeet in her guts? Did he just get a conversation? Did he get the phone number? What worked? That's my point. <laughs> he never, ever reached A3. He just got a conversation. Ninja, okay, that's not working to me. So let me come back. Let me come back over here. Ninjas be like, Riz, game work. Okay, all I'm seeing is you talking to her. If that's what worked, we got to raise the bar. Because you're saying it worked and all you got was her talking, maybe putting your phone number in or getting her Snapchat. And she went home and fucked somebody else. What, what else worked? Wait a minute. Where's the other video? It worked. Look, he got the MILF. He kills this herpy laced it face to MILF. It worked, coach. What you talking about? It but I'm asking you what worked? What, what was the result? That's my main question. What was the result? 
Don't show me a video of you getting a phone number and a Snapchat and kissing a a low-down woman as working. That ain't working in my book. (laughs) That's not working. So we got to clearer and get clear indication of what is work. You got in line. You got in line. You got, where's that picture on look? You got in line. You got in line about the next ninja that's going to smash him. Okay. You got in line for the orgy, the train game. You following up another ninja tomorrow. That's where we're trying to December and decipher it. That's where I want you to find out. You got to find out who you're following when they say they did something and they claim success. Then what works? What is the success? <laughs> Getting the phone number. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right. Anyway, let me get to these super chats here. A pimp has a definition. They have a definition. I got holes on the track. And then when I bump the horn, like Rosebud, toodaloodaloodaloo, and the holes drop money in my lap, that works. When I can show you a woman working with me and building up my portfolio of other women that we have on the track, businesses, then I can show you, look, I got these holes in line. Remember when Andrew Tate came in with Vice and he had all them girls in high heels and lingerie drawers and he had them cleaning and washing dishes? It works, even if it's fake or real. That works. <laughs> when I see Andrew Tate with three flatback Supremes and they dusting and washing dishes in high heels and aprons, that works. But yeah, if you got her pregnant, you got a domestic violence, you might have got some little stank on your fingers, you got a kiss, this is not working. <laughs> Let's clearly define what is working, and this is not hate, because otherwise we're, we're misleading the guy. We're misleading the guys. So is it time to get your riz on? That's your decision. Let me see here. That's your decision, but you're going to have to learn a lot of information to get your riz on today because the competition is steady and heavy. You cannot deny, Ninja, the competition for a woman's attention today is steady and heavy. You competing against a lot of, what do they call it, peacocks. Pause. You competing against a lot of peacocks. 10,000 lights. Shush. She breathed on me. She gave me her Snapchat. Okay, this ain't working, bro. This ain't working. You need to find another strategy. Seminole said, oh, I got Seminole. TB says, thank you for your wisdom, Coach Alini. I know you have to keep it shallow for YouTube. I do, because a lot of people are really mad. All right, they don't, they don't like it. They don't like it. Shout out to uh, Stephen Russell. I would love to hear you speak with John McWhorter. Don't know who that is. Denaro Tranquello, I implore all brothers to read Thomas Sowell's Black Rednecks and White Liberals. The intro alone is a mind flip. Fellas, expand your consciousness. The communita is done, and it really never took off. All right, really. Expand your consciousness. Read a book. Shout out to Laid Back Locks. Back in the 90s, I experienced everything you're saying right now from the residual of the mid to late 80s and all of the 90s, coach. And if you haven't lived it, please miss me with your interpretation. The Lord, legendary hybrid. Shout out to the Lord, 
legendary hybrid says all these media stereotypes lead us to pay them thug to prison system, booty culture to booty doctor, women to the deletion clinic, makeup counter, the therapist, the head meds and STI meds, billions spent, media owners lead us to pay. Listen. Listen, shout out to Laura Hybrid, your salt and pepper thing, your salt and pepper uh, skit, one of my favorites of all time. But all of these media stereotypes lead you to pay them. Listen to this. Go get the scissor. Go get the clothes. Go get the this and go get the car. Go get the, yep, the old ice cube just recently came out and told the secret that everybody knew that some of these record labels owned prisons. Prison a pipeline. I mean, a public school, school the pipeline. So not only did they, and he said some, I don't know which ones. He said, yeah, these record labels got us to make this music, marketed it. You repeat it subconsciously. You remember the lyrics. You popping your fingers like Farrakhan said. You live the stereotype, and then your ass goes to prison. And you become a part of the jail system. You become a part of the chain gang. Just listen. That is a that is a hundred percent facts, and you can't deny it. The ninja, the ninja identity is carefully crafted and promoted to you to make you think that that is the average black man, and that's what the black man should aspire to be. And I'm telling you, it's false. It's not your identity. It was actually what black people tried to guard against. They didn't want these people to migrate to their area. And they became the prevailing identity of blacks. Listen. Don't be offended. Listen. Billion dollar business. In fact, what do they say? The African American GDP is among the 10th largest in the world. I think they say what African Americans in America produce is amongst the 10th or 20th largest GDP alone in the world. And thus, the buying power is there, but where does the money go? Doesn't go to property. It goes to Louis, Fendi, Gucci, and Prada. It goes to foreigns, it goes to hoes, it goes to uplift, it goes to strags, strippers, make it rain. It goes to, it go, and you over here telling me, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. It goes in the community and right back out, funneled into this, and some of y'all ninjas end up going to jail. And it goes out immediately. It don't stay in the community longer than a day, maybe three days. Change jewelry, all of that shit. Indeed, and they continue. Rams, Cadillacs, and you want the reparations? You making the money. The money's there. He said white women, Hennessy, Henny, stuff that you don't own. Churches, chicken, weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said that ain't just a community. Another hurt-ass ninja. You want this attention, don't you? Look at these hurt ninjas. Continue to be hurt. Please play the victim. You want me to talk about you. Oh, it's not us. It's the other people. Oh, but what about us? 
when I'm giving you the smoke, you don't want it. It happens. It's happening. You don't want me to talk about it? It ain't just us. <laughs> it ain't, but you don't want us to talk about you, you victim. Shout out to Richard Dye says, what's up, coach? What do you think about the Apple Vision Pro? It is the future. It is the future. Shout out to In League I Trust. You have to change the title of the podcast, coach. The schooling, you fools. He says, change it to schooling, you fools again, back to back. I might have to come back here and give y'all some, give y'all some inner edutainment. We giving y'all too much. Schooling you fools again. Twin A donations for the N-word jar. And he says all these tactics are basic sales, marketing, and advertising. And he's talking about game. That's all it is. Game is selling. It's it's essentially, it's essentially if you're a book author and you say how to get rich by writing books. That's what game is to me. That's what game is to me. <laughs> all right. How to become wealthy as a public speaker and writing books. And then you buy the book. That's what game is to me. I mean, it's no more, no less. And I've been around before there was any pickup culture. I've been around when we used to have to go get phone numbers and talk to women. This is not foreign to me. This is not something that I failed at. So now I'm telling you this. I'm just letting you know. That's all it is. And you never see these ninjas out here in the real world. The dictator says, Coach, do you remember phone chat lines, facts, Phone chat lines. We have to you still have to do this without smartphones, without Snapchat, without DMs, without Instagram. We used to have to do it just like that. Hey, shout out, boy, y'all came in late. Shout out to Half Space Will Travel. Coach, those sisters got the John Lennon fade <laughs> with the bell cut. The tenth man says monk mode undefeated. Good luck tomorrow with that baby mama terrorist. We gonna be in there. Khalid Cooper, what's up, coach? Come to Brazil. I will. Roderick says, Roderick Miller says, Tide Dead Authorings, coach. From, from Memphis. From Memphis. Learn some pimpology. Jeff, the producer, says, for the game you dropped, salute, coach. We in here. Turk, he says, annoyed local plumber for weeks, and he gave me a yob. Congratulations. He said, he liked my hunger. Time to learn and grind. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Benjamin B says, coach, I'm high as F. He says, I'm high as F. My gordita loves intoxicating me. Cam, shout out to you, brother. Hey, Aaron, another great episode on cold approach. On cold approach. I do, I do talk to women in public. I don't make it a habit. Um, women do like to be talked to in public. Some women don't. So where are we at? Damn. Okay. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jabari. Says, my dad is from Moralton, Arkansas. Do you know the Tresvant family? Born in the 50s, 12 brothers and sisters. Him and his siblings migrated to Houston 40 years ago. I was born several years later. I don't know, man. My grandfather died. So I did interview him, but I wouldn't be able to ask him now. Macaroni, it's only been a while. When you got, uh, he says, been a while, man, you got to hit them ninjas again with the, you don't even own the basketball court you hoop on. And he says, down south, roosters are referred to as a man of barnyard because of their strut, hence the term cocky. Zabian says, studies show eight to 10 migrants have crossed under Biden alone, agents from ICE, Border Patrol, DOD, Homeland Security, et cetera. 
said the real number is 30 to 50 million, nearly the total number of blacks, anyone doubting the suits in D.C. Having a, re a replacement agenda is a lost cause. And, oh, you're too late. It's already happening. He says, oh, Xavion came in here. Sponsorship. He says, coach, you are dropping nukes from orbit today. Keep preaching the truth, facts, and logic. If people get butthurt about the truth, they should thank you for opening their eyes instead of leaving them in the dark. You do humanity, especially men, a gallant service. Who believes these? Thank you, brother, for that. Who believes the numbers? The numbers are higher than we're being reported. By the way, there's not that many blacks here. You're being replaced. So, by the way, if you're fighting it now, it's too late. It's too late. I warned you guys way before that. Jabari says, I'm from Houston, city of players and pimps. Rest in peace to Pimp C. At least Bum B changed his life and became a businessman. But you're right, coach. And he says, Ninja still on Bissonette selling uh, hips and getting locked up. And he says, player-ish keeps you from a lot of trouble. And he says, I came up with the concept, The Ultimate Gentleman, a book I'm writing. It's a red pill narrative, I guess you could say. Shout out to you. Keep writing that book. Player-ish keeps you from a lot of trouble, of the trouble. That's what you said there. Let me make sure I uh, let I get here. I think you meant, play, did you mean it keeps you out of trouble? Let me get over the pay pizzle. Dude, they're really... <laughs> They're coming across that border like crazy, man. So I'm trying to help y'all out. I know y'all butt hurt, but y'all trying to win a war. Y'all already lost. So get used to it. This is your new reality. Shout out to Jacob says, gone with John. Always shout you out. And shout out to the people I called out. But uh, it is what it is. We got three more, and I think we're going to get out of here. Boy, I got a flatback Supreme. All right, shout out to... uh. Irvin says, I have to give you props, coach. You're a wise man. You break down complex topics down to a science as a young black man and a man. I needed to hear this message. Thank you, coach. Keep hurting these pro wax. And we do have a lot of supporter um, pro black men right out here. But uh, the guys that are butthurt at me, trust me, I am not your enemy. I am not your enemy. And if you make me an enemy, it shows how weak you are and how toothless and powerless you are. Because you're pointing your attention to the wrong person. But a lot of gutless cowards do waste their time trying to make enemies of men that are not really their enemy. So you're making your fight about me and what I'm saying, which is undisputed truth. You cannot dispute it. You're trying to say you don't agree with what I said, but it don't matter. It's happening right in here. So I'm not your enemy. I'm trying to wake your punk ass up. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't hate the messenger. What I'm telling you is actual factual, and it is happening in real time. You can cry in your soup, or you can get your teeth kicked down your throat, whatever your coward ass want to do. He says, we can agree to disagree. Well, Ninja, you can go ahead and stay in fantasy land. But I'm telling you an actual fact. I'm telling you a fact that you cannot dispute. You don't have to agree with it, but dispute it. The numbers, the numbers ain't no argument and no argument needs to be had here, but have at it. But you knucklehead hard ass ninjas 
are revealing why you've been held captive for 450 years. You hard-headed and lack vision and no foresight. Yeah, I said it. You show exactly why you're in the position you're in, but I can't continue to rant and rave on you because I'm wasting my breath. You just too dumb or thick in the head to realize it. That's why I'm never going to be on your team fighting. Because you too stupid to realize it. But anybody held captive for 400 years thinking they're going to go to their oppressor for their damn freedom is a moron, in my opinion. But keep doing what you're doing. You think your captive, your oppressor is going to free you here. You're an idiot if you believe that. But go ahead. Fight on. They just replace you, you coward. All right. But anyway. You know. You go to the inner city schools and you got to yell and scream at ninjas to get them to do the basic shit that they're talented to do. But they so dumb, they so dumb and lazy and thick headed and, and, and can't see vision, can't see the whole total picture that you got to scream and yell at ninjas to get them to move. And that's why I will never coach you ninjas. Ninja, I wish you would stop watching my show with your, with your crying ass. <laughs> Okay, but keep begging your oppressor for shit and see what you get. All right. Anyway, shout out to no government name says PBS was free and available to kids like me whose moms couldn't afford cable. One episode was about not eating paint. Facts (laughs) right here. (laughs) I'm a clap some flatbacks tonight, bro. Trying to tell me if you agree with me. It don't matter if you agree with me. <laughs> Mammy raised ass ninjas. Anyway, shout out to uh, Leon says Latinos becoming double the population of blacks was projected and likely planned 15 to 20 years ago. The NWO told us so. They told us this. It's not a secret. They said Latinos are going to trump us in population. They already passed us. And they're going to double us. New, 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 new world order. It's a fact. And they're making it happen. They're making it rain. They're making it rain. (laughs) Right here. Loud Pocket says, it's true. My boss told me when he was a chef in the 70s, he was drinking, smoking, straight West Coast. And four years after voting by Biden, ninjas want Trumps to meet him. Way too late. Way too damn late. In the game. We need to have a sit down with the Republican Party. The Republican Party don't need you no more. Uh, no government name. I tuned in at lunch. You were talking about blacks versus Latinos. BWs don't belong to black women. Topics harder hitting, hitting harder than Iron Mike. Okay, so that was that. That was that on here. <laughs> Cake ass ninjas. Try to make me agree. What do you try to make me agree to? Y'all some goofies. You you making me agree. Okay, they're not coming across the border. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Ninjas be like, coach, I disagree. Oh, there's no border open? Okay. They're not going to Roxbury in Massachusetts. They're not getting free income in New York. They didn't get $53,000 in prepaid credit cards. $53 million in prepaid credit cards. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I agree with you, goofy ninjas. <laughs> okay, I agree to disagree. Anyway, 
I'm done with you people, man. I'm done with you people. Shout out to y'all, man. Do your own research and then just read a book. Read a book. Your book. All right, maybe they're not replacing the ninjas. Maybe the ninjas, are, there's 2 million, 20 million ninjas. <laughs> Coach, you're wrong. The, the black population is growing. They're all across America. Okay. Rest in peace to y'all ninjas. Hey, I'm not going to be here in the morning more than likely. Shout out to the Coast gang. We out. Peace.